Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is the 8th day of August, a Tuesday morning. Kathy's out. I'll handle the news duties. We will begin with the severe storms. They swept through the Delaware Valley region Monday night, bringing down trees and power lines and triggering several tornado warnings. In Delaware County, uh, the Glen Mills area took the brunt of the harsh winds and rain. Uh, The storm left a mess for some people, but many residents said that the weather went by quickly. Roads were shut down due to trees falling on power lines, and some residents said they could see smoke billowing in the air. Uh, There are no reports of injuries in the Delaware County area so far. In Philadelphia, branches were scattered in streets. Trees were toppled over throughout the city. One large tree was brought down near the Rocky statue outside of the Philadelphia Museum of Art. A uh, short distance away, a tree blocked off Kelly Drive near the, temp- the Temple Boat out here by the Art Museum, and a tree came down near my statue. Let's now go to our field correspondent. Thank you very much, Brian. As you know, tumultuous weather been bothered the Northeast, and a branch came down and almost hit my metallic head. Oh, my God. Uh, so, uh, and the statue, too. Also, on uh, <laughs> on Belmont Avenue, another tree had fallen uh, near the state police barracks. Uh, I was mentioning to you this morning, Preston, that I was coming around the, co- the corner on Lincoln. And this is a, a word of caution if anyone's driving now in the low light situation. Mm. As I was coming around, there was a tree in the lane I was in, and I almost ran right into it. Fortunately, you know, I was able to, to veer, but be careful. I was coming home from uh, Delaware last night, and I thought I'd do some tax-free shopping at the Christiana Mall. Half of the complex was out of power. Sure. Like, yeah. lights and everything. It was a mess. Yeah, Delaware got hit. Southern Jersey got hit. A lot of places. Uh, so, you know, clearly you can see the debris all over the roads. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, you, you definitely want to be careful driving in because... Yeah, President, word of caution to travelers out there. Look out for falling branches and stuff, you know? Because uh, uh, if even if it isn't like a large tree branch... No, it can be actually small and still present a problem. That's true. Thank you, Mr. Balboa. The real question is, where the squirrels going to live now? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, several homes across the area were also damaged by fallen branches, and due to the severe weather, thousands were left without power in the region after the storms rolled through. A man was shot and killed by an FBI agent last week in Philadelphia and is connected, Could or the FBI is saying, could be connected with an investigation into the recent armed robberies at suburban 7-Eleven stores. Uh-huh. A Monday, sources identify the man as 22-year-old Tahim Weeks Cook. The suspect's mother, Stacy Weeks, said that uh, news of her son's death comes after days of waiting to find out what led to his shooting on the 1700 block of Venango Street in the Tioga Town neighborhood on Friday. She says even now she's still waiting. The FBI was trying to serve Weeks Cook an arrest warrant in connection with at least one armed robbery of a 7-Eleven in Upper Southampton, Bucks County. Uh, Bucks County Assistant District Attorney Jennifer Shorn says the pile of evidence collected from the scene leaves her feeling confident that Weeks Cook was not only involved <coughs> excuse me, in the Bucks County crime, but also in the robbery of a 7-Eleven in Montgomery Township. We had talked about several of them being yes, hit last yes, week. Yes, it was a spree. 
What still remains unclear is what happened between the time Weeks Cook was served the warrant and the FBI-involved shooting that resulted in his hospitalization, leg amputation, and eventual death. Meanwhile, the second person seen in the surveillance video involved in the 7-Eleven robberies remains unidentified and on the loose. If you have any further information about this case, please contact the Upper Southampton Police or the FBI. This is a pretty wild story. Charges have been filed against a man from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, who allegedly yeah. wanted to set off an explosive device at Music Fest 2023. Yeah. Bethlehem police announced on Monday that Robert L. Bowen has been charged with weapons, mass destruction, prohibited offensive weapons, possession of a controlled substance, and possession of drug paraphernalia. The investigation began Thursday when police received information that Bowen allegedly stated his intent to detonate an improvised explosive at Music Fest. Music Fest is, of course, a 10-day music festival that showcases dozens of artists from across the country and other events for attendees. After receiving the information, an investigation began into Bowen, and police say they connected him to several recent incidents involving firework-sized devices. Authorities did a search of Bowen's residence in Bethlehem and say they recovered small explosive devices. They also found materials related to manufacturing explosive devices and improvised firearm controlled substances and related paraphernalia. Uh, Bowen is now in police custody on a $50,000 bail. And there is no ongoing threat to the public at this time, according to officials. Is then- I'm yes. sorry, is Music Fest wrapped up at this point? Or, I don't uh, even know. Yeah. Not really sure. Yeah. And then one last little bit of information I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, the king of chicken noodle soup said Monday that it will pay $2.7 billion what? or $23 a share to acquire Rayo's pasta sauce maker, Sovo's Brands. This is Campbell's soup, yeah. by the way. Uh, the purchase price represents a 27% premium to Sovo's Brands closing price on Friday, and it marks Campbell's largest acquisition since it plunked down $4.87 billion to buy pretzel leader Snyder's Lance in 2018. Financially speaking, it's a wise move for Campbell's soup. So, It'll be a nice addition to their menu selection. So our friends at Campbell's continue to expand their it's a, brand. It's a huge thing, yeah. yeah. I got very excited thinking about the chance that we might have those products at Camp Up. Oh, yeah. 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 Good yeah. stuff. Very much so. Yeah. All right, in sports this morning. Come on, man. The Phils and the Washington Nationals had their game last night uh, at the ballpark postponed, of course, because of the weather that came through. Game is going to be. They did not do it. They didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the game will be made up this afternoon as part of a doubleheader. Zach Wheeler will get the first. Will get the start of the first game, which is uh, scheduled to begin at 4:05. Uh, Ranger Suarez will start the second game, which will start about a half hour after the first game ends. Uh, the Union and the New York Red Bulls had last night's match at Subaru Park postponed as well. The League's Cup round of 16 matches has been rescheduled for tonight, 8 o'clock. And, of course, that will be at Subaru Park as well. And finally, the Flyers have signed goalie Samuel Erson for the next three seasons as the team agreed to a two-year, $2.9 million contract extension. Uh, the deal is an average annual value of $1.45 million and doesn't kick in until next season. Currently... 
Arson is on the final year of his three-year entry-level contract. Next season, Arson will battle with Carl Peterson and Felix Sandstrom for playing time as the team's backup to Carter Hart. And that is what we have in the news this morning. Well done. Nice. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, so Kathy's out this week, so I'll be filling that role. Uh, so hang on, folks. It's going to be exciting. She's actually working this week as a segment producer for Sylvester Stallone's news coverage. Very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. she shined in that yeah. role. So uh, we have a few things going on. We have a new Word of the Week prize. We have four tickets to see the much-anticipated return of The Lion King uh-huh. on August 25th at the Academy of Music. And uh, we have some uh, limited edition Lion King merchandise that will come along with that. So uh, make sure you're paying attention for the letter of the day, the word of the week, the end of the program. Uh, we have a few guests on the show today. Actually, for um, the beginning of the week, we have a lot of guests on the program. Uh, Marcelo Hernandez from uh, SNL. I like that guy. Is going to be joining us, performing a sold-out show at Helium tomorrow night, but is still going to reach out to us. This Love week. it. We'll do that via Zoom. Uh, we also have Ron James, who is of the Mutual UFO Network. And there's a new documentary called Accidental Truth UFO Revel- uh, Revelations. And it's narrated, narrated by Matthew Modine. And it's about, uh, you know, UFOs and uh, acknowledgement of, uh, you know, there's yes. some things out there that the government has no idea and has never been able to identify. And, uh, and recent revelations yeah. and Senate hearings and stuff like that. Yeah, so we'll talk to him about that. And then finally, comedian... Uh, uh, Margaret Cho yeah. is going to be joining us. Uh, she has the live and livid tour, and the closest show to us is October 20th, and that will be at the Hackensack Meridian Theater in Red Bank, New Jersey. So we will talk to Margaret in the 9 o'clock hour. So we have a bunch of people to chat with today. And uh, stories to tell from the yes. weekend, I'm sure. So, oh, yeah. Uh, let's take a break. I've got some pretty heavy stories to pass along to you in the entertainment report, uh, as well as stupid questions. And some lighter fare as well. So we'll come back with it all in just a second. Hang out with us. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
All right, so stupid question prize. We've got a four-pack of tickets for the Hot Wheels Monster Trucks Live Glow Party. Oh, wow. Saturday, August 26th at the Wells Fargo Center. So the question that we will ask you this morning, pretty easy one. What is the study of water called officially, scientifically? What is the study of water? I like it. Called 215-263-WMMR. We've got a bunch of birthdays to mention. Today being the 8th day of August, we'll start with Dustin Hoffman. Legendary Dustin Hoffman. Turning 86 years old today. And there's just so many great movies over the years. It's ridiculous. Has he done anything recently? I haven't seen no. him in a long time. Nope. Uh, he, uh, I think there was some uh, accusations uh, thrown out there against him. That he was a little handsy. Yeah. And uh, he kind of re- it back in, and he hasn't done anything since, from what I understand. So, you go back and look at him in The Graduate and the earliest days of his career, it was clear he was a, uh, a force to be reckoned with. And then, uh, uh, Midnight Cowboy, Ratso Rizzo, brilliant. Papillon and Papillon. All the President's Men, Marathon Man, Tootsie, Rain Man, Meet the Fockers as well. Uh, he is 86 years old today. Uh, it's The Edge's birthday oh. today. Uh, the Edge turns 62 years old. And uh, he's awesome. He's a, uh, The one thing that needs to be rem- you need to remind people of is that he sings those backup vocals. Yes, he does. Not only is he playing awesome and unique guitar riffs, uh, but he's contributing to the vocals of U2 as well. Great songwriter. He got the name Edge because that's a sexual preference of his, Preston. He's, he's into edging? He, yeah, absolutely. I no idea. Wow. Did you see the uh, Letterman special, Preston, with him and uh, the Edge and Bono? I did not. It's still something i got to watch, Yeah, man. it's really good, and um, it's it's up your alley. It speaks yeah. a lot to what they, you know, where they came from and how they came up in the 70s and 80s and um, their sense. Doesn't, doesn't he have a, a pretty good sense of humor, the Edge? The Edge and Bono yeah. both make fun of Dave quite oh. a bit, which Dave really likes. That's and great. Uh, the, their rapport is, is terrific. And then Glenn Hansard, uh, who's a great Irish singer, as well, he also makes an appearance. He, he kind of joins the band, and then they, they kind of have fun with uh, Larry and um, Adam Clayton not being in there. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think you really enjoy. Gotta it. see it. Happy sixty second birthday to the Edge. It is also Scott Stapp of Creed's birthday today, and it happens to be a biggie for him. He turns fifty years wow. old today. Yep. So there was a point in time in which he looked like it, he wasn't going to make it. Uh, yeah, turned it around. Yeah, he was. Uh, he had substance abuse problems, and he started going loco for a while there. But uh, he reeled it back in. I thought the most um, telling thing about where his life is was a funny story he relayed about his kids sitting in the back seat of his car listening to his one of his songs on the radio and mocking his singing style. Yep. I thought that was great. Doing that whole thing. <laughs> Scott turns 50 today. Uh, Keith Carradine, uh, the actor, is uh, of the Carradine family. Yes. Several of them. Uh, is 74 and one of uh, the uh, roles that we loved him in, Steve, was uh, in Deadwood. Oh, he was Wild Bill Hickok. He was so good. Yeah, so, so he- I think it's just him and Robert Carradine are the only surviving Carradines right now, Probably, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. So he's 74 today. Donnie Mose, oh! Ralph Mouth. He turned 70 years old today. He still got it, right? A few, never had it. Uh, when we uh, we actually spoke to him and um, Anson Williams, Williams. Uh, there was a movie that they were both in. It was it, kind of a serious movie. It was actually pretty good. Was it? It was sort of a character study. Yeah. Uh, so he's 70 years old today. Uh, here's another one for you. Larry Wilcox. Oh, my God. Chips. He played Officer John Baker, partner to Frank. 
Poncherello. Ponch. Jesus Christ. In uh, Chips. I was a kid. I loved that show, man, because they were on motorcycles. Uh-huh. It, was, it was the coolest. I loved it. I loved how every show they were on that same stretch of closed down highway that they filmed on all the time. Well, and they would also, somebody would hit a uh, giant, uh, uh, like, pile of boxes. Yes. Which just not conveniently. So he's 76 today. Uh, we also have uh, a couple of drummers celebrating birthdays. Ricky Rocket of Poison. Ah. Turns, wait, this is a remix of uh, <laughs> of the uh, the Chips theme and uh, nothing but a good time. But, um, yeah, he was, I think Ricky Rocket was originally a, uh, like a hairdresser, a cosmetologist. Yes. Yeah. And so he by far had the most giant hair of the band. And would poof it way, way up. So you know, he is 62. I couldn't stand him when at the height of their fame. And then, uh, like, uh, behind the music, some documentaries came out. I like him a lot. He's, yeah. he's kind of a character. And then we have another drummer. Uh, he's actually been in our studio before. Liberty DeVito. Oh. Longtime drummer for Billy Joel. Uh, very kinetic drummer. He's a very visual when he plays. Throws his hands way up in the air and stuff. It's really cool. I've seen him in concert a few times. He's great. Turns uh, 73 years old today. Uh, Roger Federer, the tennis player, uh, turns forty-two. One of the one of the best ever, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. From as far I, I don't know my tennis stars and their accolades very well, but he's I know retired. he's one of the big big names. Yeah, he, he stopped playing maybe last year was his last year, but uh, yeah, okay. I mean he's he's definitely one of the greats. I used to be very much into tennis, could tell you everything, and then I just kind of disconnected. You know why? In part, Steve, I think is because there aren't any American men who are good. Yeah, you know, there's mm. there's no American man. I don't think in the top twenty or twenty five. And oh, um, really, not to be you know too self aware about it or whatever. But you know, when American men do well, more people pay attention. Sure. Yeah, Roger Federer, forty two today. Uh, Michael Yuri, who is on the show Ugly Betty. Oh, okay. Is uh, forty three <laughs> years old today. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Yuri. All right, uh, Nick. I threw this one in for you, uh, Katie Lung. Who played oh. Cho yeah. in Harry Potter. And while I was reading uh, the entire Harry Potter collection of books, I told Nick that Harry is a freaking moron. Yeah? Yeah. Cho is absolutely throwing herself. This gorgeous woman. Is and she's attractive. Throwing yeah. herself at yeah. him. And he has no idea. Yeah, he's an idiot. In the books, even more so than the movies. Way more. Mr. Potter, <laughs> you do not realize how easy it would be to nail that piece of that. <laughs> time even and time Steve. again, she virtually places her vagina on a serving tray. And you turn your little twisted up face away. <laughs> He had no idea. I mean, I guess he was in love with Ginny the whole time. Yeah. He, you know, you're a nice yeah. school, dude. They never really... Branch out. Uh, anyhow. I'm flirting with the notion, uh, I've, I've made this declaration to my wife that I think around the Christmas holidays, I will break out, all oh, because I have the whole series on Blu-ray, and try to make my way through the whole series. It's a good uh, winter time activity, Steve. Yeah. You know, like, just sitting around and watching. I, I love doing it. Especially They're awesome. Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. So she's 36 today, and then the final birthday on my list, believe it or not, my firstborn. Turns 23 Whoa. years old today. Yeah, my son Parker. Uh, oh my god, is 23. So long, 23. Time, long time listeners who knew, you know, who were with us when he was born. 
just a baby. Uh, he is now 20 I remember that day. years old. Yeah. yeah that's unbelievable. Holy man. hell. And now he's uh, driving for, uh, is it still Amazon? Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah it's a, it's called it Lightspeed. He's a third-party um, uh, Amazon delivery driver. But, yeah, so he's 23, and he loves the Beatles. So thank you, Casey, uh, for yeah, playing this. I appreciate this. Happy birthday, bud. I love you. He won't be up for hours, though. <laughs> so what are his, What is his shift like? Does he pull later shift? Uh, he is like... He pulls a uh, ten-hour shifts. Wow! Uh, so he works four days a week. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but he's off today. So oh, good. Yeah, but but for his birthday, he'll sleep till one, two o'clock in the afternoon, probably. Oh, I love yeah. that. <laughs> all right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What is the study of water called? Two one five two six three WMMR. We are going to go to Bryce to see if we can get the answer. Hey, Bryce. Morning. Good morning to see you. Ah, good morning, it, sir. All right, so what is the study of water, please? That would be hydrology. Hydrology, yeah. All right, Bryce, for your trouble, hang on the line because we are going to give you a four-pack of tickets for the Hot Wheels Monster Trucks Live Glow Party Saturday, August 26, 7.30 p.m. at Wells Fargo Center. And tickets for all three shows on August 26th and 27th are available at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. We have a lot to get to and a lot of unfortunate news to pass along. We'll start with this. Sandra Bullock is grieving the loss of her longtime partner, Brian Randall, after a private battle with ALS. He died on Saturday, 57 years old. Uh, Randall's family said in a statement that he passed away peacefully after a three-year battle with ALS, adding that he chose to keep his journey with ALS private, and those of us who cared for him did our best to honor his request. Jeez. The Miss Congeniality actress first met the professional photographer in 2015 uh, when he photographed her son's birthday party. Uh, the pair attended Jennifer Aniston and Justin Theroux's wedding as a couple later that year. Uh, on a December 2021 episode of Red Table Talk, uh, Sandra said she had found the love of her life and added, we share two beautiful children, three children, she said, Randall's older daughter. Uh, it's the best thing ever. He's the example that I would want my children to have. And that's just got to be so, so hard hard to watch somebody go through that. I was reading some comments from his older daughter who said she was blown away by um, how attentive Sandra Bullock was during these past couple of years. Uh, and so uh, obviously they became all became very close. How could you not in light of all that? Absolutely. I, I have a, a stupid question about ALS. Um, does it does it uh, strike women? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Is it proportionally more men than women? That I don't know. Uh, okay. It's I'm odd that you sure. mention that. I, the most of the times I've encountered anyone who has it in my life, they've been men. Yeah. But I, I don't know. That's mm. a good question, Case. I'm not really sure. Uh, we'll move on because this was unfortunate as well. Uh, William Friedkin, the generation's defining director who brought a visceral realism to 1970s hits The Friends Connection and The Exorcist, was quickly anointed as one of Hollywood's top directors when he was only in his 30s, has passed away. He was 87 years old. One of my all-time favorites, an unbelievably talented director. Did make a lot of movies. You know, his, his roster of films is not, you know, expansive, but... What he made was effing fantastic. Uh, Freakin, who won the Best Director Oscar for The French Connection, died of Monday in Los Angeles. Uh, he had passed away after a long illness. Uh, the French Connection contains one of the most thrilling car chase scenes ever filmed. And the movie, which was made for only $2 million, became a box office hit when it was released in 1971. It won Academy Awards for Best Picture, Screenplay, and Film Editing, and led critics to hail Freakin, uh, who was then just 32, as a leading member of a new generation of filmmakers. 
So I watched The Exorcist last night in honor of, uh, of uh, you know, his passing. Still holds up. It's still oh a masterpiece. God, yeah. There's a movie I can recommend that a lot of people may not have seen called The Saucer with Roy Scheider. It's based, it's a remake of a French movie called The Wages of Fear about these guys who are transporting nitroglycerin in a truck across this treacherous mountain terrain and it's an amazing movie and freaking directed he that? directed it oh, yeah okay. um so the exorcist came out in 1973 and it was so scary for its era that many viewers fled the theater before it was over and mm. some reported being unable to sleep for days afterward it received 10 oscar nominations including one for freaking as director uh and it won two for script and for sound it was freaking great uh with that second success he would go on to direct movies and TV shows well into the 21st century, but he would never again come close to matching the acclaim that he had received for those early works. Do you remember the movie To Live and Die in L.A.? I do. Yeah, Wang Chung did yep. the, the music. Great movie. Yeah. Uh, it was, um, Sean Penn was in that. Uh, or wait. Oh, no, Willem Dafoe. No, 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 no. I was thinking of uh, Falcon and the Snowman. Yes. Uh, and he gained, he gained a reputation clashing with uh, both actors and studio executives. No, you're thinking of Meatballs too, Preston. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola praised Freakin' in a statement saying that his films are alive with his genius. Other film credits include, like Steve said, To Live and Die in L.A., Rules of Engagement, and a TV remake of the classic play 12 Angry Men. He also directed episodes for uh, TV shows such as The Twilight Zone, Rebel Highway, and CSI Crime Scene Investigation. His uh, 12 Angry Men done for TV was actually kind of interesting because it was actually 12 Angry Men and Urkel. Oh, uh, my God. capitalizing on that. That's a twist. Yeah. Um, and also, a new film is coming out. The Kane Mutiny Court Martial, starring Kiefer Sutherland, is set ah. to premiere at the Venice Film Festival next month. And you and I are both fans of the Kane Mutiny. So Massive, yeah. I'm really interested to see what he will end up doing with that. And another celebrity death, Mark Margolis. This was a little late last week, so we didn't get a chance to touch on this. Portrayed the menacing, bell-ringing Hector Salamanca oh. in Breaking Bad and yeah. Better Call Saul. He passed away Thursday at Mount Sinai Hospital <laughs> in New York City. He was 83 years old. Great character actor. Oh, my God. So, uh, Great character actor. Ace Ventura's uh, uh, landlord, yeah. if you recall him. Yeah. So, in Breaking Bad is the former drug kingpin who continues to hover over the Albuquerque meth trade from his nursing home. Margolis left an unforgettable mark on the Vince Gilligan television universe with barely any dialogue. In 2012, he was nominated for an Emmy for his performance in Breaking Bad, and he returned as Hector uh, for five seasons in Better Call Saul, where he infused a rich backstory into the character. Uh, he was actually born in Philadelphia wow. in 1939. <laughs> he moved to New York at a young age to pursue acting with an early interest in theater. He landed roles in a production such as Infidel Caesar huh. on Broadway and would go on to appear in more than 50 off-Broadway plays. He was uh, Urkel in 12 Angry Men and Urkel. <laughs> actually, his breakout film role was in Brian De Palma's classic Scarface, in yeah. which Margolis played the villain and bodyguard Alberto, a.k.a. The Shadow. Is that the guy that has is supposed to set off the bomb in the car and Tony shoots him and goes... I think it Look is. Look at you now. Look yeah, at you now. Yeah, yeah. Um, a longtime collaborator of Darren, doggies. Aronofsky, uh, Margolis also appeared in Noah, Black Swan, The Wrestler, and wow. Pie. He boasts over 70 film credits across five decades. He, he gave us that, too. <laughs> 
Uh, outside of Breaking Bad, a better call Saul. He had recurring roles on television series, including uh, The Equalizer, Oz, Kings, and American Horror Story Asylum. Guest starred on Californication, Gotham, Crossing Jordan, and The Affair. And he's just one of those, like you said, one of those character actors that popped up in tons of stuff. And you know what, Preston? He's blessed with that character actor at- attribute of having that sort of regular guy face. Yeah. You could apply him to anything. Yeah. And then one more death, and we'll move on, but Willie Perry Jr., the Chicago musician known as DJ Casper, who created the popular Cha-Cha Slide Line Dance and wrote the hit song that made it a worldwide sensation, passed away on Monday following a long battle with cancer. He was uh, 58 years old. So this is at weddings all the time, right? Absolutely. Uh, Perry, also known as Mr. C, the Slide Man, revealed that he had been diagnosed with kidney and liver cancer in 2016. Updated public on his progress over the subsequent years. He had been in remission for several years when the cancer returned. My favorite memory of this song is dancing with Frozone and Mrs. Incredible at uh, Magic Kingdom. Oh, really? Yeah. You danced to this? Yeah, they had a little dance party with the Incredibles. That's awesome. In like the future land of that. And uh, yeah, I'll... I don't, I can never follow this dance. I'm stupid at line dancing anyway, but uh, I enjoy watching people do it. Left foot, two stumps. Bam, bam. Slide to the left. Bam. Slide to the right. Crisscross. Bam, bam. Crisscross. <laughs> bam, bam. Cha, cha, real smooth. I mean, it's, he tells you exactly what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so here's the interesting thing. Today, the catchy beat of Casper Slide Part 2 and the instantly memorable lyric, everybody clap your hands. And cha-cha real smooth lyrics, not to mention the dance. Uh, the song inspired a nearly ubiquitous cultural touchstones. But before it became a staple at weddings and other rites of passage, uh, he had, it was actually made for an aerobics workout. Uh, uh, that really? makes sense. So Perry created it for his nephew, a personal trainer in Chicago, to accompany a workout based on the lyrics instructions. And that was in 1998. Uh, Casper Slide Part 1 became popular uh, a local hit in Chicago, and it recorded a new version, Part 2 in 2000, credited to Mr. C, the Slide Man, and the song, a purely local phenomenon until it was included on a compilation of Chicago-based musical artists and distributed by Universal. Wow. And for the next three years, it was a regularly played song on urban contemporary radio stations across the U.S., and in 2004, it became a number one hit in the U.K. Wow. So, um, I wonder how much... He owned of the song how much he made off of all that. Good question. I mean, he wrote it. Yeah. You know, so it's all his, I would imagine. So he had to have had a pretty decent take on that. You would hope. I was born in Chicago in 1965, a lifelong resident. He is survived by his wife, Kim, and his family. So sad news to pass along there. All right, let's do some lighter things, okay? Yes. So we had nothing but bad there. Um, Channing Tatum. Appear to be having the time of his life at the Taylor Swift concert in Los Angeles on Saturday. How magical! Gail King shared a video of the Magic Mike store enthusiastically dancing to Shake It Off on Instagram on Sunday. I bet you they probably had good seats, right? Uh, Tatum sported a glitter heart around one of his eyes and wore a shirt that read, It's me, hi, I'm the daddy, it's me, referring to Swift's anti-hero song and his status as a daddy. He's Team Tay. Yeah, he's Team Tay, definitely. So uh, they were having fun. Here's another fun one for you. 
Ryan Gosling came up with a memorable celebration for his Barbie director, Greta Gerwig, to help mark her birthday as Warner Brothers Film maintains its dominance at the box office. The Barbie Film's official Instagram account posted a video showing Gerwig getting surprised during what appears to be a Pilates class as a flash mob of Barbies and Kens <laughs> pop into the room in honor of the filmmaker turning 40 on Friday. Well, that's cool. And the movie's, I think, about to hit a billion. A billion, Have yes. Have any of you guys seen it yet? No. 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 Oh, you gotta go see it. I was talking to my, my closest friend, Steve, and out of nowhere, he goes, dude, saw the Barbie movie? He's like, it was unexpectedly awesome. Oh, cool. This is like not the guy you would expect to hear that <laughs> yeah. from. Uh-huh. Yeah, I so. have not heard from anybody that has seen it. Personally, I have not heard one bad thing about it. Yep. Yeah. I want to go see I, it. I don't know. I mean, they, they've taken such extreme lengths to capture that world. I, I would imagine it's seductive when you get in there and just see it realized, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I, I just love that the, the plot line hasn't creeped out yet. Like, okay. you guys haven't had any spoilers, yeah. right? Mm, not really. I mean, I, 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 I'm getting some vague ideas yeah, yeah. and vagaries of what it's about. Uh, the post's caption read, the message when, uh, read, as Ken's know, sometimes the only way to express your feelings is through song and dance. Uh, the message went on to reference his character, saying, Ken Ryan sent these uh, Ken Ryan sent these special Barbies and Ken's to get Greta's birthday uh, with all her, start Greta's birthday with all her feelings. Uh, the recording shows a group of Ken's performing a dance to I'm Just Ken, which Gosling sings in the film. Then a number of Barbies enter the room and they all team up to strut their stuff to Dua Lipa's uh, Dance the Night, another tune that's featured in the movie. Uh, Gerwig exclaims that was so beautiful, she asked who sent them and inform- was informed that Gosling came up with the flash mob idea. Flash mobs were huge for a while. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were. I love that idea. All right, looks like here's a flash mob for you. Another woman has come forward and accused Bill Cosby of sexual what assault. The hell? Yeah. Come on, man. A uh, singer, Morgan Picard, filed a lawsuit in New York on oh, Friday. Okay. Uh, what? I remember that name. Oh, no. Uh, she claims the comedian drugged her and raped her. Uh, Picard claims Cosby used his power, fame, and prestige to sexually abuse her. Picard alleges that she met Cosby in 1987 after he invited her on the set of The Cosby Show. After getting to know each other, Picard says that she became close with him and his wife and claims that um, she looked at Cosby as a father figure. But further into the lawsuit, she alleges that uh, he would often offer her to uh, drink alcohol, Aww. claiming that uh, the drinks made her black out on multiple occasions. Well, that's the M.O., right? Every oh, single yeah. one of those. Oh, yeah. He had, he had exactly a system. The same, yeah. And it worked for him. Uh, she went on to explain that on one certain day when she was at Cosby's house, she had one of his drinks and allegedly woke up in a hotel room naked with soreness. Uh, her lawyer said that we look forward to holding Mr. Cosby and his enablers responsible for their actions. How old is Cosby now? 80s. I, th- I want to say 86. he's 86. Yeah. Yeah. So Cosby's lawyer, Andrew Wyatt, previously denied all the other allegations against her client, uh, saying that, or, uh, saying, yeah, it's disappointing to see that these allegations, uh, the alleged distractors uh, are able to monetize false allegations against Mr. Cosby. But that is another one to add to the very long list of That's accusers. Incredible. And he's out basically on a technicality. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, I told you about this on Friday when we were leaving, Steve, but I had to put this into entertainment news. Lynn Manuel Miranda has reportedly lined up his next big theatrical project as Variety reports that the Hamilton creator is apparently attached to a stage musical version of 
the Warriors. What? And while the project is technically based on Saul Urich's 1965 novel, it's not hard to see this new adaptation as part of a slate of recent theatrical projects that have made flashy musicals out of Hollywood films like Walter Hill's 1979 adaptation of the book. So the adaptation is is pretty close to the source material, but um, what it becomes in the movie is pop culture legend. I hope mm-hmm. that he follows the movie. Yeah, it's uh, the original is now available, I think, on Netflix, one of the streaming platforms. Have you ever seen be, it, Case? You know what? I have only because you guys were talking about it so right, much, right. but uh, I, I don't feel like I remember how everything uh, shakes out. It's of a time, yeah, uh, definitely, in, in its presentation, but what's cool is the representation of these gangs and their yes. over-the-top uh, outfits that they wear and the personas that they have. It's really It's meant to be augmented. A, a, sort of a fantasy. Yeah. And yeah. it's its almost medieval in its, in yes. its approach. You have these different, this battle to get back home to Coney Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I i must have seen the Warriors a hundred plus times. I, mean, <laughs> I love it. Uh, you uh, dressed like that for Halloween one year. Several times. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Actually, oh, several times? one of the Furies. Yeah, oh, okay. the baseball Furies. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fun costume. So it's not clear what role exactly Miranda will play in the Warriors adaptation. His career has taken him uh, pretty far afield from Broadway in recent years. 2021 saw him direct his first movie, Netflix's Tick, Tick, Boom, which is great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he also uh, is taking up a regular role penning, for, uh, penning music for Disney as well. Um, so he wrote, uh, we don't talk about Bruno, huge, huge hit. He did. Yeah, so... I wonder. Let's well, see what he does with this. Let's see. Uh, I wonder if they will cast like Swan and all those characters that way, and who, yeah, who would play them? Well, yeah. we'll see. We'll find out. Yeah. Right. Stop looking at me, Swan. Uh, the wait is almost over for fans of The Little Mermaid. Deadline reports that the live action remake will be available for streaming on Disney Plus on September sixth. Okay. So okay. it'll be along pretty soon, which is really cool. So I am interested in. It's funny because you can actually rent it now. Yeah, oh, wait. yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, it's crazy how this stuff rolls uh-huh. out. I mean, I mean, Preston. There's sometimes, uh, the, many is the time I'll just go and look at like Apple TV and see what current releases are, and I'll go. That is still in the theater. Yeah, <laughs> did it's you watch, still in the theater? Did you watch Guardians yet? Uh, yes, the Galaxy. Okay, Loved good. it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great. Perfect way to end the three uh, for Preston the three film trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Super well done. Agreed. It's been a while since a superhero movie has worked that well for me. Agreed. Oh, I need to throw some Bachelorette stuff in here real yeah, quick. Yeah, anyway, you know a, what a fan I am. There is a contestant on the Bachelorette from this area who I believe went to her sinus. Oh, okay. Yeah, did you guys were you guys aware of this? No. Okay, yeah. last name Lauer. Uh, oh, Gary no. Lauer did not go to her sinus. Oh. Am I going to get a rose or what? <laughs> All right, but no, uh, uh, Bachelorette fan favorites, uh, Michael Alio revealed on a recent episode of the She's All Batch podcast. Oh, she's All Batch. Every part of this is wonderful. That he was offered the lead role for the 26th season of The Bachelor, despite the big paycheck, which he said was the largest one I ever heard or read about. <laughs> the largest one he ever heard about? Yeah. Uh, he declined because he said money isn't something that motivates him. I'm not motivated by money. Uh-uh. I like gum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I disagree. Yeah. I like bubble gum. Yeah. yeah. B- big league chew. Okay. I'm sorry. What motivates you? Gum. Okay. Uh, so it's the usual protocol that the 
the runner-up on The Bachelorette becomes The Bachelor, right? And then and vice versa. I think it's that. Yeah, they, they pick some fan favorite out of there, right, and then they give right. them the, the, the crown, so to speak. These guys are just like slabs of meat. Uh, so he said, money isn't something that motivates him. He I'm said, not motivated by money. He said, I was just I really, like I was really scared. I like to chew. He said, I was really fearful of it. Keeps my mouth moist. As the idea of becoming the lead, quote, felt a little bit like a prison. He felt said. like a prison. Yeah. <laughs> he's, big, he's more involved than that. Yeah, so he doesn't want to be a part of it. So, Casey, there's a finalist named... Joey, and he brought uh, the Bachelorette to Collegeville. Yeah. And he's a nurse sinus grad. Hmm. How about that? There you Joey, go. Joey, last name? He's a tennis player. Did you know your last name's the, the name for Sky Reezy? <laughs> so, wait a minute. Uh, this is the current uh, edition, yeah. Casey? Uh, yeah. Okay. Like, as of right now. Her okay. sign has posted this just five days ago on their Facebook page. I love Razzles. I wonder if he grew up in the area or if he came from elsewhere to go to school at, uh, or, or, or almost, is almost everyone that goes to her sign is from this area? <laughs> Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, probably close to 95%. Okay. I mean, I know some people that are like from Florida, I'll but you, like, I know two people. This area, yeah. Philadelphia, generates a, a ton of contestants on various shows. Yeah. Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, um, Family Feud, I've seen fa- a ton of families from the general area. We are obviously a hot spot when they're going to look for... Contestants. Game show contestants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it also says he's a diehard Packers fan. He's dead. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> All right, and then finally. I have no problem with that. Fine. According to Variety, there's still some time to see Oppenheimer on 70 millimeter. Uh, the film's where 70, 70 millimeter run has been extended uh, through the end of August at IMAX theaters nationwide, rather Good. than ending on August 17th as originally scheduled. I would love to see it at an actual IMAX theater. Get out soon, then. Hey, <laughs> Casey, did you? I did. I couldn't right. hear shh. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't you hear shh? Uh, I, because Nolan's mix is, is all over the place. I think he just goes too hard. Oh, the dialogue you couldn't yeah. pick up on. Okay. This yeah, is something true. that he's mentioning that is actually well known, is that yeah. he, he has his particular ways. He likes his soundtracks uh, mixed, and uh, sometimes it's hard for people to make out what the dialogue is. I would have a hard time with that then. My hearing yeah. is yeah. poor, so. Yeah, I, so, but what I discovered uh, is that they offer subtitles in some yeah, movies. They so do. I'm, I may start doing that a little bit more often. Probably won't be an IMAX, though. So, uh, director Christopher Nolan said 70 millimeters is the best possible experience of the film because the sharpness and the clarity and the depth of the image is unparalleled. Are those 4D studios? I mean, theaters still yeah. running? So yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they the one in King of Prussia still is. And what, what was, what's the, do you remember the last movie they had in there? Uh, no. I mean, I just walked past there when I was there for Oppenheimer. Uh, right. they, they, it's usually some sort of like superhero-ish. You All know? right. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to watch 12 Angry Men yeah, yeah. in that 4D. Remains right. of the day. Can we I, are now, yes. Can I clear the air about this Bachelorette contestant? I'm so sorry. I did a little more digging. He grew up in Rofo, went to Spring Ford High School, and played tennis at Westchester University. Okay. He now lives in Hawaii and is a Phillies fan. That's way too much to know Thank about you. this guy. There you go. Yeah. Wanted to make sure we got it all right. Because maybe because his, his family lives here. Okay. So they might be listening. All right. Well, we can now play the clips. Let's do yeah. that. 
A group of divers comes face to face with megalodon sharks in Meg 2, the trench. Yeah, man. In this clip, director Lorenzo Di Bonaventura lets fans of the first movie know what to expect from the sequel. It really explores same universe in a way, but we're pushing the experience of it for sure. There's more shark attacks. There's more crazy ideas that we've tested out on the audience. And, and so I think the movie's it's testing well, but more importantly, the audience seems to be relating to it very similar to the first movie. Shut up, dummy. <laughs> Uh, Meg to the Trench is in theaters now, by the way. You're excited for this, right? Thrilled. Yeah. Here's the next clip. Dreamin' Wild follows two brothers whose lives changed when an album they recorded in 1979 was rediscovered 30 years later. Mm. Here, director Bill Pollard uh, shares what drew him to the story of Donnie and Joe Emerson. Really, I was committed to kind of presenting or portraying the authenticity of this family. That's why I was doing it. The second chance story or the music were interesting to me, but that wasn't the reason I was making it. It really was the desire to flesh out this family. I don't Hmm. give a f***. We know anything about this? Not at all. I'm, I'm not sure. Is this a documentary? I don't even know that was a real clip. It's called Dreamin' Wild. Interesting. I wonder if that's the true story. Uh, if they recorded this in 1979 and then 30 years later, did they get hits out of this album? What? 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 What do you want from what me? What happened here? Uh, Dream Wild is out in theaters. I don't understand. No, it doesn't look like a documentary. No, it's oh. got uh, Walton Goggins in it, who we love, and uh, Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck, that's right. And Zoe Deschanel, so okay. uh, it ain't no documentary. All righty. What's happening? Should be interesting. All right. Um, that is the last story in the entertainment news. We have a lot going on on the program today. If you guests are going to be joining us from Saturday Night Live, Marcelo Hernandez is going to be checking in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, we're also going to talk to this guy, Ron James. He's of the Mutual UFO Network. And he's got a new documentary. It's called Accidental Truth UFO Revelations. It's narrated by Matthew Modine. We know so, from uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, absolutely. So we'll check in with that guy. And then also in the 9 o'clock hour, Margaret Cho is going to be touching base. And we love talking to Margaret Cho. So uh, let's take a break and remind you that it is Tattoos Day. So if you're interested in winning Preston Steve theme tattoo, text the word tattoo to 39333. All right, we'll see if you can win by the end of the program. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. MMR welcomes Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band August 16th and 18th at the ballpark. Listen to Preston and Steve for your chance to win free tickets. And remember, when it comes to Bruce, there's no show like a Philly show. Don't miss out. Some tickets still remain at phillies.com slash Springsteen. Bruce at the ballpark and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, we said in the, the news earlier, that obviously the weather came through last night, caused some uh, problems. Ripping through, is the it was from Georgia, mid-Georgia to Pennsylvania. Oh, no wow. kidding. Yeah, that's a pretty extensive storm front. Yeah, no kidding. I, I uh, got the alert on my phone. I forgot about what time it was, but I was driving. We were coming back from the shore, so it was uh, like 6.30, something like that. Yeah, that would have to be, that'd be about right. That's when we got ours. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the, the alert goes off. I'm like, alright, great, what is this? Uh, and Nick actually pulled up a screenshot of the exact wording of that. You received it on your phone, and it said, emergency alert. 
National Weather Service, torn in, in all caps, tornado warning in this area until 7 p.m. Take shelter now in a basement or an interior room on the lowest floor of a sturdy building. If you are outdoors in a mobile home or in a vehicle, move to the closest substantial shelter and protect yourself from flying debris. Check media. Yeah. Interesting. I got I got the alert around the same time as you guys, and I posted this up on Instagram because I wanted to see if other people were, were experiencing something similar, and uh, it was varied re- uh, responses, but uh, some people got hit pretty badly, and, and for me, it was just, I was nervous because of the wording in the actual warning. I was like, all right, you got to go to the basement, and you got to do it now, you know, uh, f- f- and then it, the storm came through, and it was lightning and thunder, but it was not anything terrifying, but the warning itself was a, a little, I don't know, it, it made my ears perk up. I think I was right in that pocket, Nick, because you we were talking about it. We were talking about it earlier, and I'm like, um, I'm watching, you know, the news, and I'm watching the, the warning come up, and I'm, I'm like, well, I haven't quite seen it worded that way. Yeah. <laughs> should, I get, should we go yeah. down to the basement? How, when you get the warning like that, you know, how impending, how imminent is that threat? It was really it seems dark. to be imminent, right? It, yeah, it was really dark outside when the warning came through, and then it got darker because the clouds, uh, you know, rolled in, and then, the, the, I don't know, five minutes later, the rain started. But Andrea was upstairs, and I was like, listen, hon, this seems enough of a warning that maybe we should just hang out in the basement for a little bit. I got the candles out. The power for us flickered a little bit, but it wasn't um, you know, you didn't hear like a train coming down the street like it would if a tornado actually were to touch ground. So when I was growing up, you had you had two different things. You had a tornado watch and a tornado warning. Yeah. yeah. And the the way that it was uh, described then or defined then was a tornado watch where conditions were primed for a tornado to form. Yes. Tornado. That, then a tornado warning was a funnel cloud has been seen. Mm. Yeah. Now, so now that's that's okay. We're in it. Um, but it seems to be different now. Tornado uh, warning now means that conditions are right, and they don't have. You know what I mean? So, so that, I know exactly what you mean. It's like okay, one has been spotted on the ground. It is in your yeah. area. Go down to your basement now. Right. As opposed to the conditions are very are, are, are conducive towards the tornado, right. get into the basement now. I wonder, is it okay to stay at the top of the steps and wait till it plays out? Uh, <laughs> at, at the Oh, just yeah. before you go yeah. into the basement? Yeah. Stay Halfway right there. in, yeah. yeah. Because, because I don't know. You might be afraid of your basement. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe it's scary. Some people are yeah. afraid of their basement. Yeah. Are there monsters down there? Probably. No. Warning is more serious than watch. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think there are watches anymore. I never really hear of I think there are. watches. Yeah, I, I think warnings. No, I think okay. they still exist. Yeah, I, I saw Cecily Tynan explaining some of it uh, last night or the night before. And um, uh, so last night's was a warning. And I was like, all right, this is enough for me. I'll go in the basement. But there was no tornado sighted. Uh, not that I heard of. There, no. there was a t- there was one that touched down. Um, oh, really? I, I remember in our yes, area. I think, in fact, it was Cecily that might have said it. It was it was actually in. Westchester, I think, uh, briefly, or was seen, or was seen coming out of a Wawa. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Did it hold the yeah, door? Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> just blew it, it right open. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird, I think, also, so this is something that we usually, or for the longest time, did not have, or maybe we're just better at 
knowing they're them. there. Yeah. yeah. I, my question is, can you see them coming from a distance? Because I was on 55 when this uh, Route 55 in New Jersey, uh, when all this hit, I was about 10 miles away from my exit. And at that point, once uh, the, the rain said, dude, what was crazy is you could see the line of weather oh, yeah. coming at That's you. That's wild You're when like, that happens. You're like, oh, there yeah. it is. Here it is. Here it's coming. All right, let me throw my, my, my uh, wipers on now. And then, boom, okay, I better put my hazards on and maybe go down to like 40 miles per hour. And then uh, and then I was wondering, I'm like, dude, if there is a tornado, am I even going to be able to see this thing coming? Maybe not. I mean, it all depends on the topography and what's around you. And, you know, right. if, so if, it's, if it's flat, wide open, yeah, then maybe you can see it. Right. Both you guys are in cars at the time you get this warning, yeah. right? Uh, does it make you think about possibly from now on towing a basement behind you? Yeah. Or oh, definitely. I'm yeah. going to get a trailer hitch in my car now. I hadn't considered yeah. it until Portable you said it base. very moment. Wow. No, but I did. So Rochelle and I were driving separately. So we're calling each other going, did you right. get the warning? Yeah, I got it. Okay. You call, you know, Parker's at work, call him just to check in on everybody. Right, right. Call the kids, make sure they're aware of what's going on. So we kind of put this plan into action. It was like, what should we do? What if all of a sudden we see a tornado? Where should we go? Because we're on the road. And I'm like, we'll pull over at somebody's house and ask if we can right. come in. Can we no. use your base? Yeah, can I use your base? Is your base? Two questions. Do you have a scary base? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and if not, is can your I basement finished yeah. or unfinished? Yeah. Do you have um, a bar and sure. a hover, uh, a foosball table with you? Okay. I sell yeah. pumps. Yeah. I feel like I learned it on this show that, like, uh, you're not supposed to go to, like, underneath, like, a, a bridge overpass. Right. Uh, yes, like because it, it accelerates. Yeah. Right. Like they do in Superman because apparently that helps accelerate. They say the best place to go is any room in your house where you have medieval weapons displayed. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. The, the thought will always was you get on, under some kind of cover. Mm-hmm. Right. And get an, in an uh, an overpass, but apparently that um, you know aerodynamically it, it it causes wind to go through that accelerate and you can get blown out of there, or maybe debris can get blown into there. I just got blown under the bridge. But they uh, they have said get in a <laughs> nice. ditch. Yes, well, I heard that. Really? I, yes. Yeah. Uh, in fact, that's quite common, Marissa. And in, in fact, a lot of places out, like in Texas or so on and so forth, they have these runoff trenches that are on the sides of the roads, and they tell you to jump off and lay down yeah. as spread out as you can and uh, I like, <laughs> you how- go to someone's house <laughs> excuse me do you have a ditch I could use do you have a ditch <laughs> by the way we have a basement <laughs> that wasn't my question I want a ditch <laughs> a lot of people are texting and saying that they were under tornado watch yesterday okay and uh, and then a few people were able to get the warnings as well alright let me go to some calls here I'm gonna go to Don hey Don good morning good morning Gadzooks Gadzooks buddy what's up So I live in an apartment in Northeast Philly, not far from the Northeast Airport, and I didn't get the warning on my phone, but I, you know, I heard the rain. The rain was coming down hard. So I walked into my living room, and I'm looking out across the street. The rain, the west is coming, the snow, uh, yeah, the wind is coming from west to east, and I'm watching waves of water wash up roofs. Not down, not across, but up. Oh, wow. Down the shore, and you're watching the waves. Right. Because the wind was coming through that forceful that you could see undulations in the rain. Also, because it was pouring at the time. It's actually awesome and terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. That, that, that horizontal rain is, is kind of what you're, you're talking about. Um, and, and it's horizontal wild to see. And vertical. And vertical. 
Uh, thanks. <laughs> now, that is one of the best yeah. stoner laughs I've ever heard, yeah. by the way. Thank you, Don. Um, yeah, it is. Listen, I am fascinated by the visuals of of intense storms. Oh, yeah. I find it yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yes, from the safety of your trench. Oh, most definitely. Oh, if, you're in a, if you're in a ditch, yeah. uh, then you're good to go. You know what I do love, but I would hate to be on, is when you are, uh, when you're looking at footage of, like, a ship yeah. that is, like, being tossed in turn. Like, I not have a boat, been. but a ship. Yeah. Uh, yes. being, where the water's coming over this giant bow. Yeah, like a, like a big tanker or something mm-hmm. like that. It's pretty, pretty it's, wild. It's yeah. astonishing. So, yeah. I was, I've mentioned this before, two hurricanes had crisscrossed. Oh, jeez. Uh, and uh, we were in uh, on a ship. It was a passenger ship, uh, uh, the Olympia, on this uh, way down to Bermuda. And I think because I was a kid, I was like, wow, yeah. this Roller is awesome. <laughs> and uh, we were watching waves, uh, you know, swells that were going up above the uh, the promenade deck, which is the, you know, obviously the viewing area. It was amazing. So I, I look back at it fondly. If I was there now, I'd probably be crapping myself. Right. Well, on a happier note, uh, after the storm, so I drove through, I must have just been on like the, the tip as it was leaving. And uh, right as I was passing the Christiana Mall, the sky was this beautiful golden color because it was like ending right around sunset. So I like turned around. I'm like looking at Cabela's and I'm like turned around and there's just <laughs> this beautiful. Oh, when the sun breaks over golden. Cabela's, it just <laughs> does perfect. your life good. Mm-hmm. But then more to the north, there were these oh pink God, clouds. So <laughs> <laughs> If only there was a Bass Pro Shop nearby, I'd get the double whammy. Uh-huh. I can get an umbrella rig for trolling. <laughs> Uh, but you saw uh, elsewhere. It was, it was just beautiful. And then to the north, there are these pink clouds. And yeah. it was just, it was beautiful, like <coughs> calm after the storm. Yeah, sometimes when those big storms oh. come through, there's really beautiful skies. Gorgeous. And, and, and you know, we, we've been getting double rainbows a lot. Yes, mm. literally double rainbows in our area. Uh, Preston, earlier we played that song from the guy uh, who passed away. Yeah, Cha Cha Slide. Would it be worth putting that, making that part of the public address system just to focus people on? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, tell them exactly what to do. Now go in the basement. <laughs> now everybody close the doors. Chase after monsters. Uh, let me go to Taylor. Hey, Taylor, good morning. Morning. What's up, bud? Carson Daly's a tool. Mm, yeah, after all is. these years. Yeah. What's up, man? Now, this is like the third time this year where me or my wife have gotten a, a, an alert that says tornado warning, and it's really turns out to be nothing. I live out in the Schwanksville area, and, you know, it, I'm kind of becoming numb to this situation, whereas, you know, do we go in the basement? Do we not? I, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Taylor. I, I would, you know, I think that it was more warranted tornado watches and not warnings because, you know what I mean? It, it, the tornado never really happened. Yeah, I mean, we live in a camper right now because we're redoing our house, and you know, every little thing, my wife wants to run down to the basement with the kids. <laughs> Do you have a, a basement in the camper? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. In the, the camper set up next to the house. Okay, oh, nice. Okay. All right, now, yeah, because when you hear tornado, I bet you think, well, there goes the camper, you know? Yeah, yep. Well, all right, interesting. Thanks, Taylor. I can, that, that's. 
sort of my question about, you know, about the conversation earlier, which is uh, where's the where's the line of delineation where they're I'm watching it on the news. I'm like, "Mm." it looks it's stormy outside, certainly, but it doesn't look tornadic, you know, and and do I just hang here or by the way, as he was saying about uh, the a a trail or a um, um, what did he have? What did he have? What a camper? Those who do live in trailers, man, like you got to. That's the you. It's you got to drive bad, it into the basement. <laughs> it is bad news <laughs> yeah. when uh, when tornadic activity comes around because you hear all the time of of tornado parts just being wiped They're gone. completely. They just get decimated. Yeah, and it always amazes me that they still continue to build these trailer parks in in Tornado Alley. Right, like. How do you get insurance? Yeah, you know, for that. I don't know if there's anybody listening who just who lives in a in a trailer and and uh, anytime that happens, what do you do? You just kind of hang out and hope that it doesn't come in your area, or do you actually flee and try to get somewhere? You know, because, go to your neighbor. <laughs> Use uh, their basement. Let me go to uh, Sean. Hey, Sean. Morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, love watching you guys on YouTube every morning. Oh, we love that. Thank you. Appreciate it, bud. What's up, man? Uh, so I'm from York County. Uh, we uh, There's a tornado that touched down in Georgetown, Pennsylvania. So uh, there was a, it wasn't a huge amount of loss. It was they were working off cars in the trees, stuff like that. Cars in the trees? Yeah, uh, it was uh, the wind or whatever blew a couple cars. Oh, we lost you. Wow, man. Uh, oh man! If you mean like cars up in a tree, that's or, not. Or a there thing. are tree, there are car trees, car trees. Where they, you can yeah. go pick your car. Oh, <laughs> at the beginning right. in the fall. Car trees. Those car trees do exist around there somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Sean, your signal keeps breaking up, so yeah. we're going to let you go, bud. But thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, let me go to... We're going to go car picking. I'm going to go to Joe. Hey, Joe, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy, what's up? Yeah, I don't know what it is lately. I mean, we got the warnings and everything. Yesterday, I watched my trampoline shake a little bit, but it wasn't too bad. But um, the past couple of times, we got those warnings, that straight line wind that came through. Yes. That, uh... It, it, my daughter is definitely afraid of uh, uh, storms now because it destroyed our swing set in our backyard. Mm. That, that, and then, that horizontal wind, I mean, as I said, they're saying yesterday, when that comes in and you see the rain going, you know, horizontally, the wind is up around 75, 80 miles an hour, which I think is like a, a, a force hurricane level one, right? I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. that's pretty was, destructive. It was bad. Um, and then the one before that, they had a... There was a tornado that touched down in uh, Crosswicks, Bordentown, New Jersey area. It's like literally I was watching out my back door, and I even had it on video where I'm watching it swirl around, and then you just see it hit the ground. But okay. I could watch it out from my backyard. Wow. All right. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it, man. Um, by the way, he mentioned uh, trampolines. Those things. Uh, uh, get it. Are uh, they can be just gone yep. if if you do not chain them down? If you do not tornado! have them tornado! bolted into the ground, well, they can be gone. They were showing uh, footage from Glenn Mills, and um, the, there was trees down. Um, uh, the furniture that was on the deck is like all pushed up against the fence. I mean, the stuff is just flipped over. I mean, and that that was got moderate activity. We lost uh, furniture one time. Uh, it was uh, you know uh, standard oh, yeah. patio furniture with the glass tabletop and all that and the the lighter stuff. After oh. that, we bought the wrought iron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like really hard to move stuff, which sucks. 
Yeah. Because when you want to move furniture around and clean things up, they're really, really heavy. But we had had furniture just go bye-bye before uh, from it, the strong winds. It will take, it will take flight. Yep. And you, I, didn't your table flip over in the glass break? Yeah, it shattered. Yeah. Yeah, we lost it. it was, uh, that's, we learned our oh lesson. Oh, my God! <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me go to Matthew, who is a meteorologist. There we go. Mm. I'm going to explain some things to us. Hey, Matthew, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, buddy. So are you currently studying meteorology, or do you have a degree? I have a degree in meteorology. Oh, that's awesome. What What do you do with that degree? What, what's your job nowadays? Um, so I, I work for a private forecasting company, so I provide uh, client-based forecasts for... Um, people who, who need them, really. So landscapers, okay. people who work outside, people who need to know, um, you know, custom forecasts, where, when rain's going to fall, stuff like that. You must cringe when you hear me do the weather here because we just pretty much <laughs> rip it out of the newspaper and I read it and, uh, and uh, we get it wrong all the time. <laughs> it's, it, that's all right. It's all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, so uh, what do you want to tell us about uh, tornadoes and warnings versus watches and stuff like that? Right. So I wanted to chime in on the warning conversation. There are two two different ways a tornado warning or two different reasons why a tornado warning is issued. Okay. So the first reason is radar indicated rotation, um, which means there is not a tornado on the ground, but there is uh, rotation indicated in a storm. Um, for a tornado. All right. So, so that, that makes sense. It's it's prime to happen. Exactly. And that's like 90% of the warnings in our area okay. are radar indicated. So let me ask you quickly, quickly, when you see the conditions like that in the radar and you're seeing the turning going on and it's prime for it, do we assume that the vast majority of those actually then manifest in tornadoes? It's, it's not a majority of them produce the tornado, but it's... Um, it can produce a tornado. It's close, All right. it's close enough, I guess. Warning. It could do it. Yeah. yeah. So well, let me ask then, Matthew. Um, when a tornado warning is issued, percentage-wise, how often does one touch down? I mean, it's, it's a tough question, but I would say I would say ninety percent of the time, it's it's not touching down. Okay. But but um, you know, the other way to get a warning, obviously, is if there is a tornado on the ground. Um, and that's why when a warning is issued, you do have to specifically read the warning from the National Weather Service to to see if it's radar indicated mm. or if it's actually on the ground. Okay, so, right. so the things that will help you uh, to figure out where you stand is, is see if it's radar issued, right? And, and, and it'll give you an exact location of where it is actually on the ground moving? Correct. Okay. Yeah. But the, the radar issued is that's uh, that's not on the ground. That's just that the the swirling thing he was talking. You get about. a swirly, yeah. Correct, yeah. <laughs> a swirly that's why thing. you know a lot of a majority of tornado warnings in our area are just radar indicated, right? Um, and that's why people kind of get numb to the warnings, and you know after a while they kind of stop listening to the warnings. Uh, then that, right. that's problematic, right? I mean, so so in areas where they like, if you are talking about Tornado Alley and you're talking about oh. people live out there, they're they're going to. Um, they're going to respond a lot more okay. focused uh, to warnings like that. Exactly. All right. Okay. Now, Matthew, how about this? I just thought of this. The um, the sirens. Yes. Is do those are those only alerted or or, or, or fired up when an, a tornado is actually on the ground? Yes. There you go. Okay. So you get the warning, right? But it says that it's identical. Like, 
conditions are ready. But if you hear that, if you hear that siren, that means get ready. Yeah, if you hear the sirens, you're in trouble. It's okay. Too late. Tornado! All right. Tornado! So, all right, so that siren means that in 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 direct proximity somewhere in our area. Right. You yeah. have this tornado bearing down on you. Yes. Yep. Interesting. Or in the general area, maybe I, not yeah, bearing down on you exactly, In but. your basement waiting for you yes. cuz it knows that's where you're going. All right, thank you, Matthew. Appreciate that, bud. <laughs> All right, we'll see you. Yeah, I grew up in uh, growing up in the Midwest. There was uh, it, it was constant spring specifically. We the, the sirens would go off all the time. We you recounted a story. You were outside the Tasty Freeze, sucking on a chili oh, dog, sucking yeah. on a chili dog, and all of a sudden the yeah. sirens started. Right, hearing playing. the sirens, sucking on a chili dog, sucking on a chili dog. No, I would have to when I was in my early days of radio. I had to initiate the um, emergency broadcast system, uh, and it wasn't just test. I mean, like actually issue. The, yeah. the warnings like several times a day. Wow. We have like, I remember audio three times I had to do it. Oh my God! Yes. Tornado! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I, I, but me personally, I've never seen a funnel club. We'll play the latest one from training in just a minute, but right now, <laughs> But of all those all those years and living in that area, I never actually never actually saw, never actually saw, never saw a funnel club. I saw ones that looked like they were about to start, but I never saw a full on swirling. That is a tornado funnel club. So have you ever? Never? Never. Okay, so I have. Yeah. Uh and the the one that I saw that was most classically a tornado was in Texas. Thankfully, it was across a huge swath of land mm-hmm. and it was way in the distance. But I could see it's kind of wild to see it, Preston, that classic funnel. It was a thinner funnel down to the ground. Almost looked like a, a um, like a, a, a dust devil on steroids. Wow. You so know? you would say that that tornado was real? It was real. Uh, I want to go next oh my God! to Alexis, who has lived in a trailer park. Alexis, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great. All right. So tell us about that being being in a uh, living in a trailer and then hearing that there's tornadoes. So I lived in Tornado Alley for a little bit. Um, so I always, when I moved back to the East Coast, never took the tornado warnings because why would I? They never happen over here. Right. So I lived I lived in Aston um, and I lived in a trailer park in Aston for a couple years. I got a tornado warning middle of the night. I was like, oh. This is nothing. You know, we're fine. Nope. A tornado hit in Glen Mills like Mm. 10 minutes later. Oh, my God. Uh, So now we take them seriously. Yes. But fortunately, nothing happened to you guys, right? Fortunately, no. But like living in a trailer, you're like, oh, well, okay. The only thing that happened was like one time I got, well, lightning struck and I could feel it in the house. (sighs) Um, Like shock on my feet. Right. But tornado-wise, yes. Like, I know the warnings are stupid now. Like, I don't pay attention to them. But after that, it was something that I was like, you know what? Yep, maybe I should take these seriously. Right. All right, so so what's the plan then? Uh, so we've recently moved. Thank God I don't live in a trailer anymore. Okay. Uh, so we live in a house. Well, um, but we just go right to the basement if that's the case. But what 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 if you did live in a trailer? What would you have done? if Honestly, you, if you t- we... Probably would have just went right into the bathroom. That's the only one that doesn't have windows. Right. Oh my God! Oh. You it's stay the, in the it. bathroom in a trailer, which wow. is like made of paper. Don't they yeah. have wearable basements? <laughs> <laughs> I think that I mean, you can yeah. slip into a basement. They're working on the technology. Now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure some people do, but you know, in Aston, why would you? Why would you? Yeah. Why would you purchase a wearable basement in Aston? Right. It doesn't make sense. Thank you, Alexis. We appreciate it. <laughs> this is yeah, have a good one. <laughs> kids. Put on your basements. Uh, 
let me go next to uh, Heather. Hi there, Heather. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Heather? How are you? Awesome. How are you? Awesome. How tall right. are you? Five <laughs> oh four. Five four. So we we got that down. All right. Tornadoes. We're talking about that. Yes, yes. I used to live in Tornado Alley also. Um, I just didn't even wait for the warnings. I just, as soon as the watches happened, I took my kids and a couple of things and went to the tornado shelter on base. Okay, so you're on on a military base, and then obviously they have they certainly have structures in place that are meant to withstand things. So, but yeah, I, in that in those areas, as I said before, you know that's not screwing around because you'll get multiple real destructive tornadoes one right oh, yeah. after another. So you got to move your ass. Yes. All right. They used to say they like here she comes. It must be bad. Wow. Oh, I, that's the last thing you want to hear. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. All right, thank yeah. you, Heather. Appreciate it. Uh, While you're trying to get your basement on. Over next to Lisa. Hi there, Lisa. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? What's up, Lisa? Uh, I lived in Mullica Hill about three years ago. And yeah. there was a major tornado that hit. Uh, yeah. We received a warning that said, seek shelter immediate imminent danger. Wow. Yeah, I what actually. What my husband and I do? We go to the front door. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to see this. Uh-huh. Hold one second. So you, just to be clear, and I think that's a large part of this conversation, is how do you know it's not just noise at that point? And, and you're saying it was absolutely clear that you were in, in danger at that moment, correct? Oh, absolutely. See shelter immediately. And okay. then it said so imminent danger. That yeah. means yep. now. Imminent danger. Wow. So yeah. we, of course, thought, come on. <laughs> Go to the door. Like hell. Yeah. My husband goes outside to the front door and sees the, the funnel cloud. We see it. And I looked at him and said, get inside right now. This is serious. As it turns out, so he takes a video or a picture, which we still have, as it turns out, that neighborhood was two miles from our house. Was half of it was destroyed. Wow! Yeah, I saw the aftermath of that. Um, driving down three twenty two through Mullica Hill, you could see the path of that uh, of that tornado. I remember that uh, ripping through the area. So, Lisa, a former coworker of ours, Robin, uh, her her, um, her area was decimated. We were just talking about it, and there's there's still there's still insurance things that are pending. Mm-hmm. They're still looking for you know uh, to get things reconstructed. It was a nightmare. Yeah, there's another path of a tornado you could see going in this was uh, just outside, I believe, Ocean City yep. on the Garden State Parkway. You could see the path of the tornado. And then also in Ridley Creek State Park, uh, it wasn't until oh, yeah. uh, I was walking through. I'm like, wow, what happened here? And yeah. then it was the tornado. Didn't you mention that, Nick? You, you, yeah, you... I was there like a week after it had happened. Right, right. And it's, uh, it's, there's no mistaking what had gone through there. Wow. Even the, the raccoons were all... I can't believe what I saw. It was incredible. <laughs> uh, I'm serious. I got to sit down. Thank you for the call, Lisa. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, see you Thank later. you. Yeah. Um, hang on a second. Let me go to, uh, we can get another call, and we got to take a break here in a second. Hi, Tim. Morning, Tim. Those tornadoes were real. <laughs> Those tornadoes were real. What's up, man? Yeah, so uh, it's funny you're talking about this. I'm from Texas originally, so like, I grew up with being around tornado siren stuff my whole life and uh even in college my buddy and i chased one one time like saw the funnel forming then it went up and hit like two towns over wow um so like since i've been up here i haven't really 
had many like encounters where I've been like, oh, this is sketchy. So a good way to know, and this happened to my wife and I last night at our farm. We had our horses in. We're getting ready to let them out. And the tornado warning came on. Mm-hmm. And then within, I'm not, it was probably maybe a minute of that going on. I heard up on top, the way our farm is set up, there's a hill up top. Mm-hmm. And that's normally where our horses go and hang out when it storms. And the only noise, the only sound I can describe, it almost sounded like a really loud freight train or something. Yes, on the distance. that's mm-hmm. common. And then the so like that when people are saying when should when should I know to like uh, seek shelter or whatever. Um, basically, if, if it's warm out like it was yesterday, and that temperature drops drastically, like yeah. it went from warm to super chilly yep. really quick mm. and then instantly we heard the sound on top of the hill and I don't know exactly what it was I don't know if it was just straight wind going through or if it was the top of a funnel um, forming but basically it got real like you couldn't really see the top of the hill anymore it was just right. dark yeah. and uh, this loud noise and the luckily we had our horses in our courtyard so they didn't go running out anywhere so Tim this was in a matter of seconds Oh, yeah. It was like under a minute. Okay. My wife, I the tornado siren or the tornado warning went off and said, hey, we just got a warning. And then she walked around <laughs> and came down our stairs. And I was like, I think this is real. And we looked up and like it, the this noise. The tornado is real. <laughs> yeah. It was something like it, unless you hear it, it's a, it's, you can't really describe it. But it was definitely the start of something. Luckily, whatever it was didn't fully come down we went up after it went after the storm and that only lasted probably it blew through really fast yeah yeah Yeah. so you go out you pull your horses out of the trees and you go back home (laughs) yeah and so we went up to the top of the hill and checked it out and we had a lot of down trees luckily nothing major right damaging but yeah if you're ever in a storm and you get the warning and nothing's really happening it's more of just paying attention to what the weather is the like conditions are yeah, yeah especially that temperature calm. drop yeah yeah it got that was the thing it got calm and the temperature dropped and then we heard the noise and it was just yeah right. so so always listen to your horses yeah. yes absolutely it's pretty wild when yeah, i was in a wonderful day out there you too. Oh, thanks right. bud appreciate it tim see you bud when i drove across the country both times uh there were two different times where i was in the, either the midwest or when i was just out in cadillac ranch because it, it is completely flat there and both times, the, the wind, I couldn't believe the wind, especially when I was in uh, a Cadillac Ranch, because it, it was nice and clear and everything. But I, I guess when it's just flat like that. Case, that's the, the yeah. I, when I remember being doing a comedy tour with, I was, I just mentioned this before, I was with a blind comedian and we were going through Nebraska and Kansas mm. and we were in those flat areas. And I remember I, we were pulling into a, a convenience store press, like a you know, truck area. Mm-hmm. And the dude, is coming out of the door and the door gets caught by the wind and he just basically got whipped around like a wrestling move. Oh, Damn I God. mean, that's how fast. Yeah. And you, but you, you're seeing nothing that indicates that. There's no yeah. trees swaying in the wind. Yeah. You know? Wow. 
All right. Well, it was uh, it was pretty intense. It was very very quick though. Uh, the uh, the storms came through, but uh, we did have obviously some branches knocked down, and uh, that might cause some issues on the road today. As there's still debris all over the place and and down wires and a little bit of power out, but nothing major happened. But it certainly had the ingredients ready for it. Keep your uh, you know obviously as you're driving, you're going to look <laughs> keep your eyes out. But there's a lot of debris and in certain areas yeah. that you don't think something. If you're rounding a corner, take things a little slower because there could be a tree down. That you're unaware of. That's what happened to me this morning in the dark. I managed to avoid it, but yeah, tough. Yesterday, at right after it came through, uh, I was driving home, and, and there was a, a windy road that I was on, and there was a, a, a good you know 15-foot-long branch that was in the opposite lane, so I stopped and got out and dragged it off the road. Good for you. The, Connor had to take our... Uh, the, the great Connor had to take four different routes really? to get in today. To get around. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Okay. Alright, so it's going to affect us for a little bit. Uh, we're going to take a break, though. We're going to come back in a moment. Some bizarre file stories. I got some good ones for you uh, to share that came in over the weekend. So hang out for a bit. We got a whole bunch of guests to play about them when we return. Stay there. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other the corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we do the Bizarre File, I want to remind you a guest that we had last week. His voting is up and running. I'm talking about Cheddar Wiz. Yeah, I love Cheddar Wiz. The National yeah. Mullet Championship. He's six years old. His real name is Rory. And uh, he's from West Pottstown. And he and his mom came by here last week. And so you can now vote for him. He's in the final, I think, 25 in the country. Great smile. Yeah. Super <laughs> competitive mullet. Yep. And also the cutest story. He he was saying here he wanted if he if he wins he wants to buy a, a llama right like yeah. legitimately right. they like, have like, a farm and we didn't know that we thought oh that's a oh what a whimsical thing for a child to say and not only that he wants to buy it because his sister wants yeah. one so he will use the prize money to get his sister to buy a llama for his sister that's adorable yeah. Voting's really easy, too. You don't have to register or sign up or oh, anything. Good. Just go to WMR.com. We have the link right there. And if you guys recall, too, they said he needs um, donations as well. That's going to help him win, too. So All right. So okay. you want to throw a couple of bucks. And I think you can vote once a day, right? I believe so, through the 11th. Yeah. Okay. So vote for Chatterwiz. All right. <laughs> and uh, 
Let's do the bizarre file. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Powered by BG, uh, PGW, you can improve the comfort of your home and lower energy bills with PGW Energy Sense rebate up to $1,400 in savings. With new home heating equipment, you can learn more at PGWEnergySense.com. Uh, we'll start with this. A transgender Michigan woman has demanded her ex-boyfriend return her surgically removed testicles, which she claims he is keeping in a refrigerator jar. Uh, Brianna Kingsley filed an affidavit claiming that her ex, William uh, Wachikowski, retains possession, quote, of my surgically extracted testicles, proverbed in a mason jar, kept in the fridge next to the eggs. All right. So uh, it's, uh, listen... <laughs> the balls belong to her. Yeah. <laughs> Give her I, back I, the balls. Yeah. My one issue is yeah. warm them up first, please. Uh, <laughs> uh, demand, so she says she demands the immediate return of my human remain specimen and damages of $6,500. Give me my balls. The maximum allowed in oh, the small claim division. Uh, oh, King, my balls. Kingsley appeared to poke fun at her missing gonads in a TikTok video last year titled The Unboxing of D's Nuts. Cool. In it, she opens a box, removes a bag labeled a biohazard, smiling coyly as she puts her fingers to her mouth and repackages it, suggesting they were her removed testicles and ending with the triumphant dance. Which, by the way, I didn't know you could take home bio waste with you. I thought that surgery. was over. I thought they did not allow that like, any longer. Remember, you, they used to let you, like, tonsils and stuff? I like told that. you. I heard that, that qualifies as medical, yeah. hazardous medical, ma- medical waste. waste, not yeah. medical based. My mom used to like, keep her toes, her pinky toes, <laughs> in the car, in a jar. They sold the car, and the toes were left in the car. Well, that was a selling point. They don't do that anymore. Does this uh, vehicle come with toes? Yeah. It was a car, not a truck. It wasn't a tow truck, right? Hey. It was not a tow hey. truck, Casey. Hey, all right. All right, big balls. said that he plans to use Kingsley's filing as proof that she has been harassing and intimidating him since they broke up eight months ago. He told the local news outlet that Kingsley, quote, picked up all her possessions when we broke up. She took everything she wanted then. Wojciechowski, he also has some interesting points to make. He accused her of harassing him since their breakup, claiming she threatened to hurt him and showed up at his workplace. He said, I'll Uh be telling my lawyer about this because it's getting ridiculous. In fact, he said she's been harassing me ever since we broke up. I had to take out a PPO against her, which is a personal protection order. Huh? And the order bars Kingsley from buying a firearm and orders her to avoid personal contact and no third-party contact or social media contact. He said, I don't owe her anything. Uh, In October 2020, Kingsley uh, pleaded guilty to misdemeanor assault and was sentenced two months behind bars after he pulled a knife on her then-roommate on Christmas Day. So there's more to this story. You always got to let it breathe a little bit. I'll tell you this, though. Good advice to your daughters. Always date a guy who will eventually return your testicles. Return your balls, please. All right, here's a story out of Michigan. A fire department's barbecue event on Saturday. Uh, A four-year-old girl was run over by a dog driving a golf cart. Wait, what? What happened to the orangutan? A A firefighter... Did you... You lent your car to the dog? ...was seated in the passenger seat of a golf cart when a dog was seated in the driver's seat. Uh, There was a... (laughs) 
<laughs> it was an arson dog named Bella. And the dog jumped down and hit the accelerator oh. pedal, which lunged the car forward. Uh, the firefighter seated in the passenger seat was able to grab the steering wheel and bear it away from the crowd, but it rolled over the girl's left leg. Uh, paramedics immediately assessed uh, the child for injuries. And while visibly shaken, there were no obvious injuries, and she didn't need to be taken to the hospital. I can watch that orangutan video. Oh, my God. It's the best. <laughs> over and over. It is the best. I need to watch that as well. Uh, California authorities have captured four suspects in multiple break-ins at homes around South Lake Tahoe. It was a mama bear and three of her cubs. Now, you may have seen a story about Hank the Tank over the weekend, a bear. Well, they think that it may be multiple stories and that this mom and the three bears were part of this whole Hank the Tank. It's like a ring? Uh, DNA has confirmed the large female black bear and her three little accomplices were responsible for at least 21 instances of property damage since 2022. Uh, the mother bear and her babies were safely immobilized on Friday. The adult female known to researchers as 64F will likely be taken to a sprawling wildlife sanctuary near Springfield, Colorado. So they're not putting them down. But her cub, no, but her cubs are going to end up at a rehabilitation facility in Sonoma County, California. The hell did we do? In hopes that they can discontinue the negative behaviors they learned from the sow and can be Go re- to hell. and be returned to the wild. Uh, 64F, who was outfitted with the tracking device earlier this year, is one of three adult bears identified last spring as being responsible for 150 incident wow. reports, including property damage, and they had nicknamed the, the bear attacks Hank the Tank. But it turns out it was a female. Maybe other ones as well, yeah. In the UK, at least 57 people fell ill with sickness and diarrhea after competing in sea swimming events at the World Triathlon Championship Series in Sunderland. (laughs) About 2,000 people participated in the events last weekend, which included a swim of Sunderland's Blue Flag Roker Beach. Uh, they were had test samples, uh, or they will be doing test samples from those who were ill to establish the cause of the illness and any common pathogens. An environmental agency sampling at Roker Beach on Wednesday, July 26th, three days before the event, showed 3,900 E. coli colonies per 100 millimeters, more than 39 times higher than oh. typical readings in previous months. British Triathlon, the governing body of triathlon, said the agency's sampling results were not published until after the weekend's events were outside of the body of water where the competitors took competitions took place. Ah. It said its own testing results passed the required standards for the event. The event was on a stretch of coastline that has been at the center of a long-running battle over sewage discharges. <laughs> That's just terrific. Between campaigners and the government concerning regulatory failures. These people were swimming in diarrhea, man. Uh-huh. So I sent you an article, uh, you, you we may talk about it later, but it, it breaks down what's you, if you swallow seawater, what more than likely is in that when you're swimming. Uh, I don't want to know. All right, and then finally, we'll end with this story. Uh, a Florida man who previously hit a hole in one at a Florida country club ran out of luck when he was arrested for manslaughter following a June 28th incident. And now, the whole hole in one thing is what led to him being caught. Oh do most clubs have that tradition where you beat someone to death <laughs> after you hit a hole in one? Uh, Robert Edward Moore Jr., who was 76, was arrested for aggravated manslaughter for an uh, of an elderly person after he allegedly continuous punched continuously punched an 87 year old man ultimately leading to his death Jesus the charge stems from a car accident at the Glenview Country Club in the villages is there is there video footage of this 
Uh, not of the, him okay. beating him, right. no. Uh, when 88-year-old Dean William Zook hit what Moore believed to be his car in the parking lot. When asked to exchange insurance information, Moore allegedly punched Zook in the jaw with a closed fist, pushing him backwards. Moore continued to punch Zook, who attempted to put his hands up as he was struck multiple times. After the incident, Moore realized the car that was hit didn't belong to him, and he left in search of his actual car. So Zook, the guy who was beaten, spoke with deputies following the incident, but began to slur his words and stumbled before an ambulance was called. Doctors later discovered he was bleeding from his brain. He ultimately oh. died. Uh, after the incident, deputies attempted to make contact with an unknown subject inside Jeez. the restaurant at the country club, but was met with negative results. And video surveillance of the restaurant showed more. This guy walking out of the restaurant with a to-go order at 635 before entering the establishment again at 642, one minute after the parking lot altercation. There you go. Then a Google search. They said they couldn't find this guy. But a Google search for more led uh, the detectives to a news article from November 2022, referencing Moore scoring a hole-in-one at another golf course. And in the article's photo, he was seen wearing the same shoes, shorts, and sunglasses as seen in the club surveillance ah. video. Um, and he's also registered the same type of car that the guy had hit. That's how they got Manson. There was a picture of him at a Frisbee a football tournament. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, uh, when asked about the altercation, Moore told deputies he thought Zook was trying to leave the scene of the accident. Moore said Zook put his hands uh, on his shirt. Uh, and arm, which is when he punched him. Uh, he's been arrested because mm. he beat that guy to death. So Enjoy that hole-in-one. Yeah, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. When we return, uh, we're going to do a Zoom interview uh, with Marcelo Hernandez from yes. uh, Saturday Night Live. He's playing at Helium Comedy Club tomorrow night. Show is sold out. Doesn't have to do the interview, but is checking in anyway, which is very cool of him. So, so. automatically one of our favorite people. Now. We're also going to get to Margaret Cho online later on, and a UFO expert as well. So hang in there. We'll be back in a moment. MMR welcomes Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band August 16th and 18th at the ballpark. Listen to Preston and Steve for your chance to win free tickets. And remember, when it comes to Bruce, there's no show like a Philly show. Don't miss out. Some tickets still remain at phillies.com slash Springsteen. Bruce at the ballpark and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, we're waiting uh, to check in with uh, Marcelo Hernandez uh, via Zoom. We'll let you know when that comes up. Uh, Case, I don't know if you saw this or not, but by the way, there's, um, after we do our Keenan's live broadcast for the official opening of the Jersey Shore, North Wildwood, um, a bunch of us head over to this restaurant in North Wildwood called uh, The Surfing Pig. You guys love it. Love it. Great food, mm. awesome cocktails, great view of the bay. It's wonderful. Uh, but they had this contest that was going on yeah. during the summer. Uh, where they were offering up uh, $5,000 if you could find a key that was hidden somewhere in the Wildwoods. Oh. And somebody found the first <laughs> really? one. Really? And I the think, ca- if I remember, Wait a Casey, second. wasn't there a $10,000? It went up to fifteen. So I okay. think they were doing like once a month a $5,000 prize that accrued. If nobody claimed that first prize, then it became $10,000. And then if nobody claimed that, then it became fifteen. Case, how many keys are we? Which are Three. Three keys. Three so keys. yeah, they have a um, they have a treasure chest that the key opens up and then you know you win. So here's the thing: oh, okay. the place where they found it, Casey, shut up, 
is just a couple of blocks from my house. Uh-huh. It's just, so it's the Cola family. Uh, John, Lindsay, Jack, and Natalie. Jack is seven and Natalie is five. They're from the Northeast. Uh, they spent two days searching for the key that would open the treasure chest at the Surfing Pig. Uh, the key was discovered in a statue at the Crest Arts Pavilion oh, man. by Jack, the seven-year-old, who was just the right size to weave in and around uh, the statue and ultimately located the Which key. Which statue is I it? I don't know. Because there's, there's one by you that's Albert Einstein on a bike. Right. That um, No, that's that's even closer to my house, so it's a different one. So there are these series of statues that that, that Wildwood and Wildwood Crest and North Wildwood have, have just kind of put around as these cool little... Oh, you know, I see. Okay. These neat little you know, pieces real? of art. They okay. do look real. Like Einstein yeah. on the bike. Those statues are <laughs> real! So there's two more keys left. I, I don't know. I need to find out. Uh, it says... You know, we'd have to check their website. All right. And, and see what the story is on whether or not they have another prize. Did you try it all to look for the I key? didn't. They, I, I think you sign up and they give you a clue and then you go from there. Yeah. Oh, all right. And I, I didn't do it. And I should have because I love stuff like this. Uh-huh. It's right here. But it, wheelhouse. But I mean, the, the actual, the Wildwoods altogether, it's a big area. Yeah. And so this was just happened to be mm-hmm. <laughs> within walking distance of my house. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, but I was, I thought it was fun that this family won and that the kids were involved in helping. We should do that. But, uh, but not really give the stuff away. Not actually yeah, 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 give yeah, the yeah, prize right. away. But just yeah, get, get all the promotion out of it. I've always wanted to do that type of thing. Um, you love setting up like, uh, um, puzzles like escape that. Escape rooms and yeah, puzzles rooms. And, and scavenger hunts and things like that. Uh, I, I've always wanted to do that type of thing, but I think the legalities involved are a little bit more than uh, our company would want to get into. I would, don't know. Could you see yourself ever entering into the business of, a, of escape rooms or just as a side thing? Or, or, or would a brothel be easier? Brothel might yeah, be yeah, easier. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just got a few diseases to deal with <laughs> and then you're pretty good. Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm, I'm not a good business person. I, I like I like playing those games, but creating them is is very very difficult. But um, you could be contracted out with uh, Sarah's husband, Jake. Right? Yes, exit yeah. six. Yes, so maybe you just do a theme or two for them. That's a great escape room. Where is that? What's uh, town in New Jersey? I forget. Is it I Collingswood? Was- I think it might be Collingswood. Yeah, and you really said he's good cute, stuff, right? Downtown area. Yeah, they have yeah. great escape rooms. But I thought this was cool that Surfing That's Pig, awesome. they, they gave it away. So there may be another one out there, but maybe I'll go look for this. Of course, now this one's going to be on the opposite end. Yeah. Let me ask you. Yes, we Has the lottery and, and all that stuff, is that eclipse contests like this? You used to see stuff like this in, in like newspapers, and it'd be the big cash giveaway or the uh, big, you know, all, there used to be a lot more of these contests. Is it pretty much now just the, um, probably the, the purview of casinos and the lottery yeah because i mean like you know online uh sports betting is eclipsed it right easy yeah buying a lottery ticket is easy right yeah. but following the clues and hunting down <laughs> something is tougher have you ever tried geocaching yeah we used to do it that's fun that was fun yeah so steve basically it's like a treasure hunt where uh i i, I find a, a key and i put right. it in the, in the middle of nowhere and then you can use uh coordinates to try and track it down and you get in the general area and it'll be in like in the knot of a tree somewhere i love it it's and it's you know it's it's, it's um online in part but it's mostly like treasure hunting when you're out in the wild somewhere the ones that we did nick usually had a little box and inside of it was yes. a, a diary or something like that and you would sign it and say yeah. when you found it and some some people would leave little rubber stamps of their, you know, their team or whatever you were putting swag out yeah to- Right? Yes. 
So we used you to do that. You actually did this. Caroline and I used to do that. We would take swag bags uh, and we would leave them somewhere and I'd take a picture and I'd, or, or I'd tweet out yeah. uh, a, a clue as to where it is and you could come by and find it. The only problem is like th- those are like DVDs and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People don't want those anymore. Right. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're kind of... The, yeah, but the, I've done that too. The technology a VHS copy of Mac and Me if you're yeah. up for the search. I but I used to concert I, tickets. I used to put a DVD and a little thing of uh, microwavable popcorn. All right. Oh. Uh, and some stickers and a cup or something like that. And I would say... And like, a key of Coke. Here's movie and a key... <laughs> and a kilo of cocaine. Dude. Uh, and like, here here's movie night for you, you know, but... Now it's like, yeah. What, yeah. What, what do you what do? You do? It's a cocaine night. I guess I could do cash. You, you right. could yes. do cash, but why? But that's not free like the other stuff was. <laughs> uh, two things. Um, first of all, uh, Mrs. Cho, I bought a Mega Millions on Saturday or on Friday, and Mrs. Preston was there. Yep. She she padded the Very ticket. Very nice. Ticket. And so now I'm the only one who hasn't yeah. been padded. And I didn't win. Uh, secondly, <laughs> bitch, Preston, I was out kayaking on Sunday. What's that again? I was kayaking. Kayak? Kayak. I was kayaking in, in uh, Sunset Lake, and I went down these this little canal with, the, you know, the seagrass. Was a, and I looked over, and I saw what I thought might have been a key of Coke or... Really? Oh, dude, and I'm like, <laughs> what is that? Right, And it was pretty close. It was probably about as far as you are from me, Preston. Okay. What was it? Uh, well, I turn back around and I grab my oar and I start moving it and I flip it around and it was just an empty. Uh, so th- the flip side, what I was looking at, the bottom side of this thing, it looked like it was drugs. Right. Um, when you flipped it over, it turns out it was just an empty container that you would put like ground beef in or something. <laughs> you, you know, it's, it was like that. that there's, there's, a, there's a ton of ground beef smugglers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they build these submarines, Preston, and they come in. Well, you actually reported on the, uh, because this is so common. Yeah. That they, that like, like these submarines and these smugglers will, will dump their, their stuff. Yeah. It, it, that, adjust- it's actually affecting yeah. the, the life. sea life. Yeah. That's getting quasi addicted. Yes. Yeah. We were talking about cocaine it's sharks. Like cocaine sharks. On yeah. Friday. And I had asked you guys, what if you found a pound of Coke? Just, you know, wash up on the right. shore. What would you do? Would you even for a moment? And I know the answer for you, Steve, is absolutely not. Would you even for a moment just fancy the idea of perhaps selling it? Not for none of I would, no. <laughs> when, no. I, when I was 22 years old, yes, yes. I probably would have. Uh-huh. Uh, now, God no, hell, give it away. Absolutely yeah, not. You, you I give it, it yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the bingo, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty well in life. I don't yeah. need this. In addition to the lava lamp, we have a key of Coke. Yeah, at 22, I might have been able to. I, I might have known somebody that might have helped me be able to yeah. move it. But at 40 something years old, I don't think I know anybody would help me move that. Uh, ca- call me. <laughs> Mar- Marissa's got her operation. Uh, That's wild, though. That's, um, yeah, because the usual thing that we see when we see this stuff washing up on shore and then the news reports, it's literally a bundle Mm -hmm. wrapped up and then you can see like in a cut white. Right? I mean, that's usually like the powder or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. That's in there. That's a standard thing. And you, so you thought you saw that. Well, it was black. Uh, the, the styrofoam that was in the cellophane ah. was, was black. So I, I didn't I didn't know what it was. Right. You know, and, and it just, it was shimmering and glimmering. Just, I was like, what? 
what is that? I was really, I was actually surprised. <laughs> when I the shark said like, it's Coke. That's what that, okay, all right. All right. Uh, well, fortunately, Casey didn't stumble across a, uh, a dealer's giant stash of cocaine in the Sunset Bay area yeah. or Sunset Lake You could have sold it. You could have yeah. got your swim spa. But I, you know what? I was clean. I, I did clean up. There were there were two empty. Dead bodies. Well, no. But there, there were empty bottles of Fireball that I cleaned up. That piece of trash. Like, I just, you know. You did, you did good. Yeah. You cleaned up the environment and got rid of some drugs. But, like, <laughs> just clean up after yourselves. And, in Please. fact, the bottles of Fireball... I'm fairly certain belong to these two people, to these two boats that they rented these pontoons. I was, I almost said something to them, but I'm like, I don't know if this is theirs. I'm going to kill you. Well, and then there was another guy when I was uh, walking off of the boardwalk one night. I saw this guy pour something into a solo cup and then just chucked his trash on the ground. And I almost said something to him, but I was like, this dude will probably start throwing hands. You should write a book called I Almost Said Something. I know. You know, I'm saying something now. Honestly. Back to yourself, you freaking pigs. No, 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 no. I, honestly, I know what you're saying because I, I will sometimes see someone do something along those lines like that. And sometimes it's, it can be as simple as a cigarette butt, just throwing it on the ground. And I wrestle with myself. Do I go over and do I say something? Is it worth it? Will I, that actually impact this person? Will they stop doing this from here on out? What if you let your gun or do your talking? Am I walking into a world of trouble? And, <laughs> yes. And, you know, and, yeah. and then it definitely wouldn't be worth it. I, I don't know if I told you guys this or not, but I was down at that uh, gas station on Belmont uh, before you get to 76. And uh, there was a person who was smoking inside the car <laughs> and at the gas station put the butts outside. Flick, like, you know, flick the lit butt out? Yeah. And, and yeah. they. They, they were smoking. See, there was a, a person driving and a person in the passenger seat. They both were smoking at the freaking gas station. Windows just cracked so they could allow a little bit of the cigarette smoke to escape from the car. And when they were done with both of those cigarettes, they just put them right outside the car. And I'm like, we are in a freaking gas station. I, yeah. I believe there are warning signs yes. against that all over the pumps. But yeah. I, but present to that point, like I was coming out of the because you, you can't pay at the pump there, which is really annoying. You have to go in every damn time. Uh, but yeah. uh, I was coming out from the little vestibule and. I was like, do I say anything? And I didn't. And I've, I've lived with it ever since. I know. I kind of want to. I you wish could I had. Have, you could have driven into them. That would <laughs> be right. uh-huh. there, was, uh, there was an accident on the Schuylkill on the way into work last week. And, and I sat in dead stop traffic at, you know, 4.30 in the morning uh, for like a half hour. And the Flicking car... Flicking lit cigarettes out the window. No, the car in front of me, this person decided to start cleaning out their car uh-huh. while they were sitting there and just throwing things out the window. And I'm like, are you kidding? Uh, out onto the street? Uh, yeah. What is it? And, and I'm like... I, you know, I, I didn't get out and go say something. Mm-hmm. And I, here's what I can I recommend you do something. Yeah, get a generic badge. All right, and go. Shut up. I'm on the radio. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm on the radio. I've been duly deputized by. Well, the dude who who threw the uh, garbage um, where he poured whatever it was into his cup and then threw that on the ground, I immediately walked over. I was hoping he would see me pick it up to throw it away, and that was going to be my statement. You know, I wasn't going to say anything and then, you know, perhaps shame him, you know, but that didn't. Or you could do the old, hey, you dropped this. Oh, I should have done that. Hey, hey, you just dropped this. Oh, sorry, you dropped this. Oh, you you dropped your empty bag of burger meat. (laughs) I do that all the time in the city. If somebody ahead of me drops something, I'll like wave them down. Excuse me. Excuse me. I think you uh, dropped this. Uh, There's a trash can right there if you need it. Are you lost, little girl? The other day I was on City Avenue and I was pulling up to a car that was stopped ahead of me and I just see like a bag of chips 
come out the window. Oh, I was like, even I probably empty, probably finished. <laughs> um, and I was like, do I say something? What do I do? And as I approach, I see that it's a little kid in the back seat. Yeah. And all the windows are down. And I debated, do I say something to the parent? Because he mm. probably had no idea. She was sitting with her iPad watching TV and just like casually because it actually fell out the little like crease of the window. You know, and like it was like a SUV. So when the window goes down all the way, there's oh, like yeah. a little line in between the, the, same the jam. Yeah. I was like, yeah, probably had no idea. Yeah, I, I was uh, riding my bike behind a car down the shore and just periodically I would see like a napkin go flying out the window. <laughs> I was getting pissed off and then I realized it was a kid. Parents probably had zero clue what was mm. going on in the backseat. You folks are bad parents. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you friggin' scum. Well, anyway. Uh, well, sorry you uh, you didn't stumble across all that. Uh, I know, You would have had illicit drugs, Casey. A little extra money in your yeah. pocket by selling that, those drugs. But you right. could have foiled the plans of a chopped meat uh, syndicate. Yeah, that's right. Ground and, beef. And we also learned the lesson that... Try not to. Don't throw garbage out on the street or in nature. This is our world, correct? Please. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, I'm pulling the plug on uh, Marcelo Hernandez. Yeah, Uh, we don't know where he is. He was supposed to be in touch with us about... uh, We just had a great time-killing conversation. Almost like 15 minutes ago. I already likes the litter. Let's kill uh, another one if you want to, or or do you want to continue on with this? I think we should move on to something. All right, uh, Steve sent me uh, a story, and I don't have it handy with me, but it has to do with the show. But Marissa, you did a, a live commercial read at the end of your um, uh, uh, traffic uh, for ticks. Yes. And uh, Steve sent me an article yes. about a guy on the show naked and afraid. Mm. And uh, they had to they had to call in a medical team because uh, he had a tick on his penis. Oh, yes. Man. I think it might have been more than one. Oh, my God. And apparently the deal is, as people have now who who are uh, aficionados of the show, um, have learned, and we've kind of talked about it, ticks and things like that are drawn to the warmth and moisture that's usually there in your testicles and your penis region, or really? v- vagina, and, or your butt. And your butt, too, yeah. right? Did so, And it's a natural. Oh. So, And he had, I got the story here, Preston. Oh. A big downside downside to sleeping naked in the jungle. Uh, the painful lesson unfolds on the upcoming episode of Discovery's Naked and Afraid Castaways. One castaway wakes up to find a hand full of ticks. Oh, my God. Attached to his penis. Oh, my God. And so the, at that point, uh, I don't I don't watch the show that frequently. I know they're, they're incredibly comfortable with their nudity because they're naked yeah. and afraid. Yeah. Uh, but then they did call in this doctor who had to remove uh, those ticks. Now, if you have the particular... Wrong, correct, or right, if you're looking to get disease kind of tick, you've got to be careful how you remove it. Yes. You don't want the head to stay in. That's what I hear. And so that's apparently what the doctor was called in to hold sway over. I don't know what the latest is on, on ticks and tick removal, but I mean, growing up as a kid, it was always the, you can't just pull it right out because that, it might, the part of it might stay in there and then what, like part of it stays alive or I don't know what, or do you get infected or I have no idea. Um, I get usually every year, one or two, I'll find either crawling on me or one that has actually embedded. I ha- it's been a while since that's happened. Didn't you have one on your junk? On my nuts. Yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid. Oh. Oh, yeah. A nut tick. I was a little kid. I was probably, I don't know, seven years old or something like that. And I had to, uh, my mom had to, uh, had, to your remove, nutsack. had to remove that <laughs> tick from my nutsack. That was terrifying. Mm-hmm. But I can't even imagine 
if one crawled up into my butthole. Oh, my God. Oh, in? Well, not all, in, internally, but into that fold, into the... the Where am I? Into the, uh, into, into the, the sensitive zone. Yeah. Oh, my God. There are, there are loads of things oh out. Oh, my God. There are loads of things, bugs and things like that, that will that head to that area, that will crawl into that area. I was, I was, That's your nutsack. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that should be something, if you, are, you spend a lot of time outside, as, as this commercial says, you need to be aware of this. Yes. I got uh, Lyme disease a few years ago, and uh, the tick bite, uh, and I had the telltale bullseye, you know, uh, bite mark, on, on, and it was on my, it was like above my pubic area, but pretty low on my abdomen. Um, and I don't know, Steve, like if he was working his way crawling down south, you yeah. know, um, but there was no mistake. Excuse me, where's the nutsack? <laughs> <laughs> uh, once, once I removed the tick, uh, there was no mistaking what it was. Okay. Yeah. And, and Nick, how big was the circle? Uh, about yay big, I'd oh. say. Like, um, wow, you know, Damn, that's large. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was it was concentric. It was only like, it was like a, a target. Yeah. And um, there was the the bullseye where the bite happened, and then sort of flesh colored area, and then a ring around that. Um, and Jeez. so once I realized what that was, I yeah. knew in fact that it was Lyme disease. I'm curious about Lyme disease and if uh, the ticks that carry that, which I think might be deer ticks. I'm not that's sure what now. I understand. Deer but ticks. If they deer ticks, the moment that they dig their mandibles into you, are you their bitch? No, is it, do you now have, will, will you get Lyme disease? Or oh, does, it have to, does it have to be in for a certain amount of time? Yeah. Does it have to swap blood with you somehow or another? Uh, you're, you're saying at the moment of attachment, is that when the, yeah. the, the it's transmitted? I, I don't think so, uh, but I don't know because I'm not a doctor. But the right. other thing that I've read about uh, Lyme disease, and I think that this is accurate, but if uh, any doctors are listening, correct me if I'm wrong. Once you get Lyme disease, you have it in your blood for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah, I've heard that, but and and also Nick that um, there was a time like maybe twenty years ago, so where, where treatment was scant. Yeah, uh, they for, would behead for, you for Lyme disease. The only way no, they wouldn't behead you. They would not oh. cut your head off. <laughs> uh, but but they're now. Uh, do you take a regular no. medication for it? Nick? No, I took and, and I saw Doctor Mike right after it happened, and I went in, I got the medication, and it cleared up within I don't know four or five days or whatever. Okay. But it. it knocked me on my ass. Like, I, I felt exhausted. It felt like I had mono. And um, yeah, it, it sucked having it. Our friend Steve has, um, I believe, what is chronic, I, I'm going to, again, I'm not a doctor, chronic Lyme disease that kind of comes and goes throughout oh, yeah. your life, and you'll have a bout of it, and then it'll go away. Okay. So, and I, I don't know if that requires the taking of a, of a regular medication. I remember, though, being terrified of ticks as a kid. Oh, yeah. Rocky Mountain Spotted, Spotted Fever. fever. Sounded like, like a jug band. Yeah. yeah. But that, uh, I actually read the history of Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I yeah, we should share that we on share the story. Yeah, yeah. Rocky Mountain ticks on my nutsack. Yeah, no, was... it, it killed tons of people and they had no idea what the cause yeah. was. On one side of a riverbank. Yes. On the, on the other side of that riverbank, everybody yeah. was okay. And it was this weird thing where like uh, the environment was perfect on one side and not on the other. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Um, and in fact, when I was a kid, because we used to play out in the, the woods so much, my, my friend's mom, when he would, whenever he would get a tick bite, they would take the tick and then they would send it away. Really? Uh, yeah, to this lab or whatever. I'll see you guys soon. That would identify it and test it and get back to them and let them know whether or not they had to worry about uh, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. Okay. So, method of removal was tweezers. And I, they, I for some reason, there was there a match as well? Yeah, there's a, like, I, I'd heard that the heat will cause right. it to back out or, and then or also alcohol or. Nail polish remover. Was that one yeah, of them as well? I think so. Okay. Well, let's go to some calls. We have some people right. who are uh, offering up advice on that. Let me go to Justin. Hi, Justin. Good morning. 
Good morning. Good morning to see you, sir. What's up? <laughs> so, uh, I've spent a lot of time in the woods working. I've had plenty of ticks on me. Um, I had one lodged in the side of my man boob, and I couldn't get him out. And uh, my wife was gagging because I was trying to like get it out with a knife. So I went to the hospital. Oh, and nice. I, I ripped the body off, and the head slid in. Uh. So I went to the hospital, and the doctor there literally just took a regular Q-tip uh, and dipped it in water. You could use, you know, uh, alcohol, or you, you know, if you're in the woods, you can use spit and you literally just go in a circular motion around the tick. So uh, you're, you're sort of goring it out, right, basically? So it's like uh, if you give, like, an Indian burden to someone, you know, where you twist their arm back and forth. Right. It basically does that to the tick inside, so it agitates them and it backs them out. Well, quick question as far as tick construction, and this is just for everyone in the room and anyone who knows the Once the tick head detaches, is it a fully... Self-sustaining entity, or or does it is is the body merely its conveyance, or is how does that work? How does the tick head proceed as, with business as usual? Well, sans body. That's what I'm curious. I, I was always uh, unclear on that. Maybe it just it's it's dead, but it's still in there. You Bastard. know what I mean? And yeah. it, and that it uh, and and that it still poses a threat because of whatever the tick has in its body is bad for you. Or I'm I'm not really sure. Right. Uh, but maybe Nick, you can. Uh, you can wiki that and see. Uh, we'll go to uh, Mike next. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, sorry to bother you guys. At work. <laughs> it's okay. Hi, Mike. What's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was out tent camping uh, my family one time and uh, you know, get up and use the restroom. And I looked down here. I don't remember that freckle. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, right, right, yeah. On the, right on the tip and, you know, go back to the tent, you know, get, get the matches out and I... And lit a match to it. Yeah, it burned a little bit, but it backed out. And yeah. wait a second. So you held it? Was it on your nutsack or your actual uh, rocket mushroom? Wow. Okay. And then so you held a lit match near your nutsack. No, no. It was on the. It was on the. It was track. on the tip. I three. Oh, okay. You said on the mushroom. Oh, I missed that. Okay. All okay. right. <laughs> yes. So uh, and it burned a little bit, but it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, but in fact, uh, I took it to the doctors and, you know, they had it tested for Lyme and all that, so everything was good, but it was just one of those things, you know. Where, how where how old were you at the time, from? Mike? <laughs> oh, my God. How old were you at the, at the time this happened, Mike? About 30. Okay. 30. I don't know if I'd be holding a lit match to my nuts or to my <laughs> boy. Yeah, nope, interesting. Right? To my meat missile. Down there for that matter. All right. Thank uh, you, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, so Nick found this bit of information. What happens if a tick's head stays in your skin? Uh, it says that uh, if it's sucking human or animal skin for a prolonged period, uh, the risk of tick-borne, tick-borne disease isn't increased, but the risk of infection is. Uh, if you are unable to remove the head yourself, ask your doctor to remove it as soon as possible. It says, will a tick head eventually come out on its own? It says, usually the answer is yes, but the body is unpredictable. Ultimately, you should never leave pieces of a tick no. on or under your skin. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my God. It says also how to tell if a tick head is still in your skin. The uh, singing. It should be visible to the naked eye. What does a tick head look like on the skin? It typically looks like a small dark colored fleck. Hang on, uh, is that a tick right there? Listen. You raise me uh, It may also look like Shut a... The- like a splinter. Uh, How would you... You've got to be really discerning to distinguish the difference between what could be a splinter or a tick head. Yeah. Right? Tick, tick, tick head. Tick head. 
like that. I like that too. You dickhead. Dickhead. All right, I'm going to go to Chris. Hi, Chris. You're good. Uh, you're on the air. Good morning. You're good morning. Shut up. <laughs> like we have enough of those. Hey, Chris. Up, Chris? You're good morning. <laughs> good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to call and let you know how I got rid of my dick. Uh, basically, uh, my wife, the wise one, told me put peppermint oil on it. I was like, you're crazy. All right. And sure enough, I put a big dab of peppermint oil on my cap where it was embedded. Uh, it was looked up and talked to her for one second, looked down, and the tick was backing out on its own. No so kidding. Peppermint okay. oil, I think. I would have probably, so the other caller, I would have applied peppermint oil to my penis before I held an acetylene torch to it. Um, by the way, who has peppermint oil laying around? I mean, what do you use that for? My, my, we do, oh. for some reason. I don't do know you? why, but yeah, my, my, my girlfriend likes to use it for headaches. What were you saying, Chris? My wife does. She keeps it next to her crystals. Oh, Chris, uh, yeah. ah, there we go. Uh, yeah. All right. So it's a sort of a holistic kind of thing. So Nick, exactly it, it uses... Um, Thanks, Chris. It has uh, properties. She, rub, she rubs it on her temples. Uh, she keeps it next to her crystals. Go figure. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Let me, yeah, let's go to Joe here. <laughs> hi, hi, Joe. Good morning. Hey, Preston. Steve, how are you? Good. Uh, not too good after reading the description of your phone call. Let's say it's Jill, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. What's the story? Went away on a bear hunt and had a good time with a woman. That's the beginning of a Beach Boy song. <laughs> Yeah, I was married. Okay. I came home, and I was getting this burning sensation. And I'm telling you, it was the first time I've ever done anything with another woman since I was married. Oh, my God. This is And this, by the way, this burning sensation is coming on the tippity tip of the tip. The mushroom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? Oh, Jesus. So I what? Had to go, I had to go to the doctor. It got to the point where I couldn't handle it anymore. And... There was a tick in the straw. So a tick had worked its way into the mushroom? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, Forget it. Uh, Why go on living? Uh, Four stitches. (laughs) Four stitches? Jesus. Oh, my God. So so, uh, do we have any idea? Can you give us in inch-wise how deeply embedded it was? Did you get any indication? I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. um, I did not care. Were you no. awake and aware for this procedure? Somewhat, yes. Okay. Yes, but not. That, it, it, it's not something I brag about. I no. Get imagine. That's insane. Well, right? that's yeah. That I've never heard of it going in, and I think no. stitches. No. Jesus. Yeah. Forget right. it. You win, Case, Joe. Thank you had him on your finger. That's crazy, Joe. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, this guy, this naked and afraid guy, he had like a handful of them all over oh his unit, God. and uh, I didn't even think of crawling inside there. That's just, oh, my God. I hate ticks. I just hate them with passion. But you know what's crazy? is like I don't fear going into the woods because no. of them or going no. into, you know, areas that are, that are you know, like knee high of grass and stuff like that or grasses. I just, you just get out and kind of do the inspection, do the one over and, and make sure that everything's good. So when I'm out, if I'm doing something like that, I wear clothes where I can see if there's something on the, on the clothing. Right. I don't have to worry about hair, my hair on my head. Uh, but when I go inside, I take off the clothing and I shower. To make sure. Okay. 
Anyhow, um, thank you for sharing. Uh, we do need to take a break, well, or maybe not. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Uh, we do have to take a break because we have guests who's coming up in about a little less than fifteen minutes. So let's come back in a second with that. And by the way, he is uh, he's revealing that uh, that UFOs are in touch. Like yes. they have they have they have landed, and uh, and it's actually a documentary uh, that's narrated by Matthew Modine. Yes, uh, which is available. Uh, so we'll talk to him when we get back. And don't forget, we have tattoos. They text word tattoo to three nine three three three. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're 0 for 1 on uh, interviews today. Let's yeah. see if uh, we get our next one up or not. Is this going to be on the phone or is this... Uh, on the telephone. On the telephone. Uh, oh, on the telephone. <laughs> yeah. it's supposed to be... Or they were already supposed to have called in by now. Uh, however, though... That's why I say we're 0 and 1 SM now. Preston... <clears throat> This gentleman does have highly sensitive information. He does. Perhaps he was taken out. Maybe there was a robot yes. in the room. Sent from another With dimension. I, yeah. pos- possibly. I don't know. Uh, but he's going to talk uh, UFOs. Yes. Uh, and or not. It's a new documentary, or maybe we'll talk about uh, it. Yeah. Or maybe we'll talk about what he might have talked about had he called it. <laughs> That's yeah. a Monday for you. Isn't it, though? Yeah. Except uh-huh. it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know the Mondayest Tuesday ever. Yeah. I, I did it again. Yeah. You know, I actually missed a, de- I missed a dentist appointment because I thought... You know what, Steve? Yeah. Oh, yesterday or the day before, I woke up for the first time in a really long time at 5... It was Sunday morning. I woke up at 5 in the morning, uh, and I was like, I am so in so much trouble right now. I, I, I thought that I was late for work. Yeah. I got, it I got up, you up out of bed, ran into the bathroom, like started brushing my teeth and splashing water on my face, and I was like, oh, my God, it's freaking Sunday. Oh, man. And la- last, last night, Nick, at 7 o'clock, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, t- I turn on the TV and I'm like, Jeopardy and, and Wheel of Fortune? Yeah, where's, where's America's Funniest Home Videos? <laughs> I mean, it's a good problem to have. It is. I like yes. having the Mondays off. 
but I'm clearly a moron. God, but those days when you wake up on the weekend and you think it's a work <sighs> day and you have to hurry up and get going and then you find out at yeah. some point it's horrible. The, it's just the worst. The flip side to it is like if you wake up and you do realize that it's Saturday or Sunday and you're like, oh, I can go back to bed. That's a great feeling. But yeah. but on Sunday, I, I completely panicked thinking that I was already late for work. Do you know what? I think I've lost the ability to, to go back to bed. Like I can't. I mean, unless it's on the very rare occasion, my internal clock will kick in on, on days off mm-hmm. and I will wake up naturally around 3.30 and then kind of <laughs> kind of go back. However, if I, were, if I wake up, you know, five on, mm-hmm. I'll, I'm Stay staying up. awake. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering why I had a hard time waking up this morning, Nick, and I just realized that I had turned my phone alarms off because my, my phone alarm is set uh, for every weekday. Oh. And because we were off yesterday, I turn it off <laughs> and I forgot to turn it back on. Son of a bitch. Hey, maybe... All of these interviews were scheduled for yesterday. <laughs> Wait a second. And today is Tuesday. Son of a bitch. I'm clicking on. Casey's going to check on that. You who are booked. Oh, boy. Hang on. Tuesday, August 8th okay. at 9, 10 a.m. Eastern right. Time. This is, I will not stand for this. No. no. That's it. That's I'm eight. sitting right now. Right. <laughs> Ron James, that's yeah. that's the the author. Yes, should we talk about uh, UFOs before no. well, leading no. into this? Yeah. Or what? Can, I, I, here's the deal. I, I don't. There are too many words. I every time these these <laughs> there are too many words. There are too many words. I've been reading what about this. To grunting these Senate hearings, and then anytime I try and get some sort of like all right uh, explanation as to what's going on. It's like pages long. I don't have the time to read, read redacted and I have non-redacted. Good news for you. you know what I mean? We have an interview scheduled exactly. with a gentleman who's going to clarify all of that. <laughs> what uh, we and, have an interview yeah. scheduled five minutes ago, <laughs> but we don't know minutes. what time frame he's running on. That's true. What part of the solar? System. But if he's on another, if it's on the other end of the black hole. All right, here's. I'll just go off on this tangent, okay, please. I watched an hour long special last night about Pluto. Yeah. Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> what. We have, so um, Pluto's moon is almost as big as Pluto itself. Its main is my main moon <laughs> is almost as big as Pluto itself, and stays always in the same fixed position. Okay, as, as in other words, it's basically like if you were to hold a like a um, like a tether with a ball on it. Mm-hmm. It stays in the exact same spot in the sky all the time. Interesting. Uh, which is which is kind of what I didn't if realize. You, if you were on Pluto, it would seem like you would it's see in the, the same moon spot constantly the in the same spot all the time. Okay, uh, which is kind of wild. Then I had no real, I had no knowledge that we have really good high res photos of Pluto from I forget which satellite it was that passed. Voyager. Uh, no, um, New, New Horizons. New Horizons. Yeah. Right. I didn't and, know that. I just looked it up. And Nick, look at the pictures <laughs> and the resolution. Of Plu- I mean, yeah. I'm pretty much in the loop. Yeah, right. I would like to think, celestially speaking. Look at these. Are you calling them up for a press? Yeah, scene? they're pretty cool. Did you know we had pictures like that of Pluto? I had no, no idea. And where are those pictures I was supposed to see? I mean, it wasn't discovered until 1906. Yeah. I mean, I feel a little bratty saying this, but I'm kind of bummed out that, like, our moon is so boring and plain. I wish it was, uh, after watching, like, Avatar and seeing, like, what... Pandora? Pandora. With large 14-foot-tall blue people living and on it. And what they get to see in their night sky and, you know. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I you, wish our moon was Europa. If you had the opportunity to go to a... Uh, <laughs> that's a beautiful... Oh that's, a, that's, a, that's an Ann Murray song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I wish our moon was Europa. Europa, by the way, is supposed to be the the moon that generates life. Would be very accommodating towards life in right. in our in our solar system. So. It ends up in 2001 as being one of the mm-hmm. potentials. Mm-hmm. Did we talk enough about space? Did we talk about what? Space and Pluto and, I mean, no aliens, but... Well, I guess the guy's not calling in, man. Well, you know, and the dude that we booked this through, he should be texting us to say, hey... Uh, Who's the dude? Art. All right, Art's a good guy. He is a good guy. Should we get Art on the blower? Let's interview Art. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know How do you what? end up blowing so many interviews? I would love to interview Art. Uh, I've been working with Art for a long time. You ever met him? And I've never met him. Have you ever even... Uh, I don't even know if I've talked talk to him on the telephone. It's all been uh, email, yeah. right? I talk to Alan Rommelfanger all the time. <laughs> How do we know that Art is even real? I've talked to Art. That Art is okay. real. <laughs> spoke to him. Because he'll call in and I, every week that we get an interview, we get multiple interviews a week with Art. And he'll go, hey, Casey. And sometimes I'll go, oh, it's Marissa. Or sometimes I'll just roll with it. Okay. So, I think Art texts me thinking that I'm Casey half the time. Yeah. Because I'll get texts from Art saying, hey, we got to wrap it up. <laughs> I, hey, I don't think I've ever gotten <laughs> yeah, right. an, inter- an email from Art. Have you, Preston? No, I don't even know who Art is. Art Sears? <sighs> Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why have something completely different? Obviously, we're not going to talk. we have to detach. It's nah, done. We're it's not going to talk to him. And the Which is too bad because it says, it says right here that this, this sh- movie... Uh, includes interviews with government insiders and argues that the presence of another advanced extraterrestrial intelligence engaging with humanity is being suppressed. Yes. And it's narrated by Matthew Modine. Why him? Do you think because of Stranger Things? Yes. Okay. And also he was available. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, because the only reason this becomes is is very important because obviously there's a lot more credence and a lot more latitude given to these things and that's why we're interested in it. Let me ask you this. Go ahead. Given the two. Yeah. All right. Which which do you have more belief in? UFOs and the fact that they have landed and had communication with us or the Loch Ness Monster? Aliens. <clears throat> the aliens. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd go with aliens, too. And I don't believe that we've had contact with aliens, but I think more so than Loch Ness Monster. Well, the reason I bring that up is because the largest ever search for Nessie is getting ready to happen. Okay. So I was reading about this. Yeah. This is by far the most comprehensive. Yes. Uh, you can finally shut these people To up. find Loch Ness, uh, the Loch Ness Monster. Now, what the organization says is their goal mm-hmm. is to raise a lot of money and produce no results. Right. Okay. okay. So, uh, so that is their goal, is to raise a lot of money for research and produce literally no results. They will be using modern technology like drones and thermal imaging to scour the waters in a bid to finally unlock uh, How about the instead of drones, how about submarines, radio-controlled submarines? Look under the water. I Have been, Have you ever been to uh, Loch Ness? No, I've never been to Scotland. You know what? When you stand there, no matter what your level, and I'm like, I don't know. This, this, it's this, huge. It's a crock of crap. When you yeah. stand there and look, at, and it's inky black water, yeah. it's like... And it's hundreds of feet yeah, deep. Yeah. I wonder. Because yeah. the basic consensus forever has been that it's what they call a plesiosaur. Right. That right. it's, you know, that one is managed to by some sort of uh, shifting of uh, of tectonic plates and so on and so forth. Is that one is in there and there's also. Well, how of- could it just be one? Because yeah. that thing would be dead by now. Right. Nah. So it's got to be a couple. Plesiosaurs lived for millions of years. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> now, I have been to Lake Champlain and they have their own 
Champy. Yep. And there was when we were we went to the Vermont Teddy Bear uh, factory. Teddy Berry. And the lady that was helping uh, my children build their teddy bears said that she saw Champ. And I said, "You are straight up bonkers." (laughs) (laughs) What did she she say? What did she say she saw? Yeah, she said she saw Champ. All right, so what did you describe Champ as looking at? Was it a ripple in the water? Was it she saw a fin? Or was it standing there on the beach sit, putting its blanket down? It was playing the banjo. <laughs> no, I um, I wish I could remember uh, all the details. Uh, the only detail I remember is that she said she saw Champ okay. all right, to so my children. If you've seen the footage of, of the Loch Ness monsters and all that stuff, or, or the various pictures, or some that have been around forever, mm-hmm. um, I, I, you know, listen, there's, there's, as they say, more uh, more than uh, than you can possibly comprehend, but it seems like during all this time, yeah, yeah, we would have found it, and like, especially yeah. now in this more modern age, and the fact that if this thing needs to breathe, yeah, it's going to come up from time to time, and Take somebody's going to see it, yeah, you know, uh, and Take our. Minds, our eyes plays tricks on us all the time. Hell, I thought I saw a bundle of cocaine yeah. in the uh, bay the other day. You thought you saw I, a dune puma? A dune puma. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a beach panther. The funniest thing is that people on cocaine more than likely do see the Loch Ness monster. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, I, you know, so when you see something bobbing in the water, you know, when I was kayaking the other day, the, not only did I thought thought I saw uh, drugs. But also, I saw this thing that kept popping up out of the water, and I was like, "What is that? Where, what body of water were you?" It was, I was where I was kayaking in, in the so in the bay. bay. Uh, so, it was a stick. Okay, <laughs> it was a stick that I saw. What is that? What is that? Kill it! I'm gonna die. It was a stick. Yeah, I'm out here on the water. There's a monster's gonna get a stick. Who was the comedian that? That said, would be a waste of time. The comedian that said. Um, Maybe Bigfoot is just blurry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's another one. Listen, by the way, with all of this stuff, I love it. I watch all the specials. I get a great kick out of it. It's fun to play along with it. But, I mean, there's one, there's a, a show that apparently is paranormal or, or, or just weird. Here's footage. They have the experts that are going to sit there and dissect this footage. And they're literally <laughs> a father and his son walking through the woods. And there is a guy. A man, a human man in human clothing, discernible to my eyes, about 150 yards away. Yeah. That's Bigfoot! Right. <laughs> what? Why not walk over and ask Bigfoot if he's Bigfoot? Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I were looking like, what? <laughs> so you'll convince yourself of what you want. Sure, to yeah. most definitely. So here's what, uh, the, with the Nessie, with the, the Loch Ness Monster, uh, budding monster hunters are being urged to enlist in the largest search since the 1970s. The Loch Ness... Which yielded incredible results. That's when we found out it was there. The Loch Ness Center in Scotland is calling for volunteers to join up for the hunt. Uh, the new surface water search for Nessie, planned for the weekend of August 26th to the 27th, is billed as the largest of its kind. Numerous theories or explanations have been put forward over the years, including uh, that the creature may have been a uh, uh, plesiosaur, yes, uh, a prehistoric marine reptile, giant eels, or even swimming circus elephants. That's another one. That classic photo you see. Uh, they some believe there's claim, circus elephants in the lock. They, well, they no, they, they claim that a circus was in yeah. that area that's at true. the time, yeah. and they were letting the uh, elephant in the water, and that's its trunk coming up out of the water. That and, makes and, sense to me. And if you look at it from that perspective, it kind of does look like that. But but if you also 
let your eyes, if you, if you think of it as a further away shot, it looks like a you know a dinosaur head coming up out of the, the water. water that um, the, the water will play tricks on you. The refraction, yeah. the light, all that stuff. Now, it does not mean, listen, I keep my mind open to all these things, um, you know, and, and, and what we know and what we don't know. But in, in this case, um, yeah, I remember seeing that story, Preston. That was something that was not known that there were there were elephants in the lock. Yeah. Yeah. So the Loch Ness Center said that its team will deploy drones equipped with infrared cameras so they can produce thermal images of the water from the air. A hydrophone will also be used to detect acoustic Hello? signals <laughs> under the water. <laughs> Who's there? Uh, is this the Loch Ness Monster? Goddamn right it is. Uh, volunteers will be asked to keep an eye out for any breaks or other movements in the water. I with guidance, you have a Scottish accent. Guidance with uh, from experts on what to look out for so, and how to record findings. Preston, you remember the Leonard Nimoy series in search of? Loved it. Right, it was great. And you remember Loved at it. that time they were dragging sonar equipment behind boats. They yeah. were doing all sorts of, even at that time, the, the state of the equipment at that time, thermal readings and all that stuff. So they've been doing this for years. Now, the interesting thing is when I went on my vacation in the summer, we were on along the Danube and we went into this, um, this kind of mini aquarium and you know a, st- a surgeon, right? You know, the fish? You yeah, know? yeah, they're huge. Right. So I had no idea that, and they have a replica of how big sturgeon can get. How big can they get? The size of a, like a great white shark, like that big. And what happened was, is by, by putting the locks and dams along the Danube, it shrank, um, they became smaller to negotiate um, getting through the the locks and and just by sheer evolution, they became smaller. But Mm. when I I had no idea they could get that freaking big. So you see something like that, you're not familiar with it. Yeah, they're freaky looking animals. They're freaky. Or if you've ever seen what's called an oarfish before. Which is, they say, portends disaster when you see an oarfish. Yeah, it's supposedly really bad luck, but they they look like things out of uh, mythology. Uh, they look, they're, they're so bizarre looking. Yeah. yeah, no. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a grown man please a camel? <laughs> have you ever seen sperm whale resting whales? Uh, no. So they they will get together like seven or eight of them vertically in the water, so that they're not they're they're pointed up. Okay. It, just like hovering in a semi-lucid state. Huh. Nick, if you can call up a picture of... Um, this is the resting? Yes. Okay. I never knew... So, look at... There we oh, go. That's wild. There's a picture of it. Looking at some photos of divers around these whales. Oh, that, yeah, pointed straight up. That's interesting. That looks like Stranger Things, when yeah. the bodies are just kind of floating there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's a there's a lot uh, in this universe that we are unaware of. So mm-hmm. uh, you know the, the potential is already always there. I just think in a confined body of water, no matter how huge Loch Ness is, yeah. with all this time, it seems goofy. Uh, so just this week, Loch Ness monster hunters were spurred on by findings from a new study that it could have been a giant eel. And not a uh, dinosaur. Is it possible for an eel and an elephant to mate? Um, an elephant. An elephant. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, the elusive Nessie continues to confound scientists and enthusiasts alike. I just don't get it. <laughs> but new research appears to rule out the eel hypothesis due to its apparent size. You know, there's the, the, over uh, so in the, the 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 highlands and the moors and and uh, in in England, you know, in in general areas in forests, there's always been this legend, this rumor of a large sort of um, of a cat, like on a the yeah. size of a panther. Yeah, we and, have. And over time, England. they've sort of figured out that there are cats that in general just might be a larger, like, dude, feral cat. I saw on, there's a small hill behind my house, and one day I looked up there. <laughs> what did you see? I thought, I thought I saw a panther, okay? <laughs> All right. Not like, a putty tat. Not a putty tat. I thought it was black, and I thought it was a black panther. Not a not a cougar. No. Like, and way out not of place. Not a revolutionary. Black like, panther. And it scared me for a moment. Really? Yeah. It was just a cat. I just <laughs> you had, did you had you had no there context. Some, there was oh some perspective yeah. that made it strange. But I mean, for a moment, like I had fear run through my body. Like I don't know. I couldn't explain it. I couldn't understand it. But it looked like a goddamn panther. Well, what you behind ex- my house? What you experienced? A cat. Yeah, is exactly apparently what many of the people who have reported seeing panthers. Like around Manchester, have yeah. been seeing. Yeah, and that was it. It, it was, I guess, it was kind of a, a, a larger size, but it wasn't like a giant cat. Once I saw it, once it moved and started walking away, I'm like, oh, it's just a cat. Was it at dusk or was it? No, it was. It was full, full lit daytime. Okay. Um, and for whatever reason, my eyes didn't register. <laughs> you know, they say that. Uh, Witness uh, testimony right. is usually the least accurate <laughs> and least reliable kind of information you can ever receive. I know me. I wouldn't trust a goddamn thing yeah. I, I thought I saw. Oh. Yeah. Uh. So I told you guys off air about this uh, dog I found on a, uh, it was a stray dog on a bike path that I was on. You sure it wasn't a bison? No, no. But what I what I didn't tell you was that. As I was, I don't even know, maybe like 200 yards away, I thought it was a turkey. <laughs> okay. And I mean, as I'm getting closer, I'm like, this is a weird looking turkey. You know? And I'm getting closer and closer and closer. I'm like, well, turkeys don't have four legs. Remind me never to accept a Thanksgiving invite. What are we eating it was here? A, it was a beagle. This looks like a collie. <laughs> We're going to have to get that, that story from you yeah. uh, at a later time, Case. We're not going to have time for it. I do see that we actually are going to have our next guest on what? By the way, the one guest who was punctual yeah. and, and delivered and, uh, of course, anyway, our favorite to begin with. Yes, we are now one for three as far Yay! as guests go today. And we love it because we've had her here before. She's an awesome guest. And um, she's talking about the uh, Live and Livid tour. Um, in our area, she's going to be in Red Bank at the Hackensack Meridian Theater. That's October 20th. You can get tickets at margaretcho.com. And guess who we have on the line? It's Margaret Cho. Hi. Hi, Margaret. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. You are we. You were the third interview and the only one who actually called in today. So we appreciate it. Appreciate you. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. It's a mutual appreciation society. So, um, it really is. You're 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 on tour, and, and uh, I assume that the tour has already started. Correct? 
Yes, I've been on tour. Uh, we started a little bit ago, and it's been going great. And I'm thrilled that I'm, you know, because we we're locked down for so long. Yeah, so it's yeah. wonderful to be back and doing live shows, and I'm going out and seeing live shows, and so it's it's really it's been fantastic. So you, uh, you know, I, I first became aware of you obviously through, through stand up, and that's always been. Uh, and it's funny the people who do it and do it well. Regardless, obviously, you have an acting career as well and other things, TV shows that you've done. Foundationally, the stand-up still remains everything. Is that the case with you? Absolutely. It's the best job because it's just, uh, to me, it's where all my friends are. I still go and hang out at comedy clubs all the time. And um, it's just a lifelong profession. I, I really get a lot out of it. It's it's really exciting. So yes, we love it. I love it. Is 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 um, traditionally, uh, Margaret is is a as a as a tour. I mean, because obviously you have your specials released as well. Does is does a tour more than uh, not end in you shooting a special or doing a special based off that tour? Yes, uh, uh, ideally, that's really what happens. So. I think that this will be with this. So this is it's about the midway point, and then um, we'll be shooting it at, at probably at the end of uh, it, maybe next summer, I think. Awesome. We don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Mark, you mentioned yourself uh, going out and seeing shows. What type of uh, things do you like to go out and check that are live? Oh, all stand-up comedy. So I got to see uh, Kumail Nanjani. I got to see Sarah Silverman. I got to see, you know, I just go to see, like, um, Wilco. I go to see, uh, which, they're not uh, stand-up comedians, but they're funny guys, too. Yeah. So there's, like, all sorts of things that I really get excited about. And so um, I am a lifelong concert doer. I'm not a festival, though, because I have a problem with the porta potty. <laughs> what other people have done. Oh, I agree with you That's a thousand percent. Thing. Yeah, that is that is a, a horrific lab experiment. Those porta potties. Even if your all time favorite band was playing, you wouldn't go because it was a festival show. Just because it's kind of also if you go to like a VIP and then you have to share it with other famous people, that's truly distressing. <laughs> All right, so so tell us what celebrity wrecked a porta potty before you? I don't have proof, but you know I think well you know just think about the biggest the monsters of rock. Think about the biggest bands you've seen. I've seen it. So okay. I just. You know, I don't want to. I, I don't want to ruin my own illusions about these rock gods. Uh, well, okay? you, so that's what I. The one thing where I draw the line is speaking. Speaking <laughs> of of the rock gods, and, and and I follow you on Instagram, uh, and you did post uh, a story about uh, you were at a David Bowie concert in two thousand three, uh, and you you wore a particularly um, extravagant outfit. Explain what happened. Well, I went, uh, I actually worked briefly for Bowie in that tour, the reality tour. He wasn't doing press for it, so he had taken some of my um, writings about him and released them as his press. And so that was sort of my quasi-work writing for him. And then he uh, invited me to a number of the shows on that tour. So I went to go see him, and I was wearing a full Chinese emperor outfit, <laughs> like the full yellow court outfit um, without the headpiece because I'm not um, going to wear the whole thing, you know, but I wore just the entire gown oh, and huge platform boots and star shorts as a nod to Starman. And he was so excited that he told Ellen all about it the next day 
but they cut it out. Well, <laughs> again, but then I also am very good friends with the, um, at the time, showrunner who uh, told me all about it. Well, you know, so that was what a blessing. One of the greatest concert experiences of my life uh, was seeing uh, Bowie on the Glass Spider tour, uh, you know, Peter Frampton. Ooh. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, th- there's a case to be made, and people have made it that that Bowie is <laughs> Bowie was from another planet, or or that I mean, his uh, there is of course the footage of his making the rounds on social media of him predicting the ramifications of social media mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. and, and and other things, and then it, then a clip of him popped up on the Ricky Gervais show from from uh, a few years ago doing comedy comedy, uh, you know, so adroitly. Um, so what what was what was your relationship like? How, any particular stories besides that? that you uh, were able to experience with Bowie? Well, he just, he really liked my comedy, which is such an incredible vote of confidence, you know, that um, he was very into comedy. He uh, was definitely from outer space. I can, I think that that's probably what the government was talking about last week. And they were like, oh, there's aliens. It's David Bowie. Obviously, they were just talking about David Bowie. So I, uh, yeah, I loved him. I think uh, the world has never seen such a, an amazing artist because he was from another planet. Yeah, yeah. Who, who else is? Does anyone else uh, occupy that status as far as your fandom when it comes to rock gods? Prince, okay. For sure. Yeah, Prince, just because he was so incredibly uh, majestic in appearance, and also if you got to see him play, you were forever altered. Mm-hmm. You know the the. Just the incredible genius. Um, I love, I love him. I love Elvis Costello. Oh, yeah. Um, I love Tina Turner. Um, Cindy Lauper is a good friend who I've toured with, who just nothing touches what she can do as a vocalist. Nothing. She's such a rock star, as is Joan Jett. Um, Joan Jett is, uh, you know, just phenomenal. You're, 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 you're speaking our language. Yeah. I mean, she's, it, it, Joan Jett is, is phenomenal. That The documentary that was uh, two or three years ago on her was yeah. sensational. So amazing. You ever been so in a band, Margaret? Do you, do you sing or anything like that? I am a singer. I have been in uh, many bands. I'm in a band with some of the members of Wilco. We're called Bros Before Shows. Oh, really <laughs> Bros Before Shows. That's Very great. Fun. It's total vanity project. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been in bands with people like Fiona Apple. We have our own little ba- no-name bands that are just under my moniker and I do love a bit of rock and roll, so I'm very pleased to do that. Oh, I, want, I wanted to ask you because you, you're, you're in a you know you have a, a friendship with uh, with Quentin Tarantino, who's also big, highly focused on music. Um, you know, do, I mean, and you talked about going to these events in the VIP section. Are will you? Are there celebrities or people that you will will hit the concert scene with, or is it, is it? Do you make it more a personal experience where you don't want to be distracted? I make it a personal experience. To me, it's like I'm going to church, in a sense, you know. So I love to fly solo. I'm a solo traveler. I'm a solo artist. I'm a solo going to concerts person. I just do that. You know, like, even if I'm buying a ticket, I'll buy one and just go. You know, for me, it's really about experiencing being one with the music. Um... You know, it's just like the way that I've always done it. Uh, so I, I think I think that to me is very much my style. Um, although if I was doing with Quentin, it'd be great because he before he makes the movie, he makes a mixtape. Yeah. 
And that's how he knows how the movie is going to come out, how it's going to play out, and what songs he's going to try to get in the movie. So he has uh, got great taste in uh, everything. That's really interesting you said that about going to concerts. Now, I've, I've gone to movies by myself. I've gone to dinner by myself, things yeah. like that. But I've never been to a music show, a concert, all alone. I could see that. What would you give as a tip to someone who's never done that type of thing but may want to go do it? I think if you feel self-conscious, bring a pad and paper, and then you look like you're a rock critic. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> you're a rock critic. That's a good way to go. <laughs> you get in, uh, almost famous. You know, like, it's very, uh, yeah, it's, your, you know, the Cameron Crowe. Yes, don't, don't bother me. I'm writing an article. <laughs> right. Oh that, that, make, that makes sense. I wanted to mention also you do a lot of uh, um, uh, charity work, and I wanted to bring up uh, Pups for Cancer, which I think is uh, is amazing. Explain what that's about. Well, we just want to get the word out. We want to get the word out, and people knowing that uh, that animals are such a huge benefit to learning and, and, and growing like emotionally and knowing that something like that can really help your health. So animals are so important. I have all of them are laying on my body right now. Um, <laughs> I have three cats and a dog. And so, you know, we just want to get something awareness out there and help people who are suffering with cancer us all survive it yeah there, there there are there is there is proof that there is a a a a benefit to having animals around if you are sick or you're dealing with any kind of disease mm-hmm. that it can have a a very uh, restorative uh, aspect to it so yeah there's there's science on that if people don't believe us yeah Excellent. That's right. That's right. I will so listen. They help us. We help them. Margaret, we'll get the word out about your gig on the 20th of October in Red Bank at the Hackensack Meridian Theater. Uh, it is always nice to catch up with you. You can go to margaretshow.com to get the tickets. So we hope you have a great day. And thank you so much, Margaret. Thank you. All right, we'll see you soon. Margaret Cho, guys. I like her. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. Big music fan. I didn't know she was in all those bands and did that stuff. I mean, yeah, Yeah. you know, so uh, it's it's funny because, Preston, we were talking about The the Bear um, season two, you know, and I was just raving about it. I think it's a a perfect season. I don't know if you you have not watched The Bear. I cannot encourage you to watch it enough. It it is a a great show. Mm. But the the way music is weaved in and throughout season two, Preston. And, I mean, Nick, b- big I know. Pearl Jam segment. I'm so far behind. I yeah. haven't watched that. There's a bunch of other ones. I'll, yeah. I am getting caught up on uh, Gemstones. But Nick, when it, in the very last episode, there's a Pearl Jam song that comes in. I've heard. At a moment that's like, dude. Yeah. yeah. Boom. It's really cool. So, so to that well. point, when it's used... When it's used that way, when it comes in, it comes in there multiple times where the right, the exact right song comes in during um, during the bear. And you're like, wow. And then there you, was, there you was hear a, the song differently, you know? They used a song I hadn't heard in a long time. And I was like, no way. It was uh, Supernova from Liz Fair. Yes. Oh, my God. And I yeah. was like... Whoa! I'm like that was out of nowhere. I thought that was really cool. I, I love that. I yeah. love you know when uh, when um, Layla comes in 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 Goodfellas. Yeah. You know th- those are when you apply the when like Scorsese is a huge music fan. We were talking to Quentin Tarantino. Obviously, the people behind the Bear using these these songs, spending more to do it because yeah. it, you know it elicits a response. But it's awesome. John Hughes did, uh, John did Hughes. music right. There, right. there, there are some people that that know how to use it. You know, what's funny is I rewatched um, *Inglorious Bastards* for the first time in, in mm-hmm. a decade or so, and it's interesting to me how Tarantino will use contemporary music in a period piece. Yes, yeah. you know, so it's like rock music uh, when Hitler's on screen, and you're like, "Well, this is," but it, it 
works. And yeah. it, it works in part, I guess, because it's a Tarantino movie. Baz uh, Luhrmann does that. Uh, yeah, Con- yeah. Baz Luhrmann constantly works in, and he does it throughout the Elvis and the Great Gatsby movie, where there would be contemporary m- mix-ups yeah. with Hidden, uh, period uh, music. Hidden Figures did it, but it was with original music, but it was it took place in the, you know, the early, early 1960s. Yeah. But they used this real modern music, and I was like, that was a nice composition, the way they work them together. Uh, they did that, uh, first time I remember them doing that was, a, <laughs> it's not that great of a movie, but A Night's Tale. Yeah. Oh, when they yeah. did A Night, I mean, it's set They were like, using rock songs. They were using for the, rock, for the, yeah. yeah. Heath Ledger. Yep. Yeah. But it's like a third of the way through the movie, and then it just kind of stops. Well. Uh, they just kind of like quit on it. Also, the Romeo and Juliet, the with the contemporary oh. telling yeah. with uh, Claire Danes and uh, Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, Garbage had the main track yeah. that song. And, yeah, and uh, Ever, uh, Everlong, Everclear. I remember I was asking Art Alexakis about that song. Oh. And he's like, yeah, I wrote it in like two hours in a hotel room after the MTV Movie Awards. Now, if it's composed for the movie, that's cool. But when they take, you know, when they apply something that has, um, uh, you know, uh, an impactful meaning to you and then pop, again, I can't re- recommend it enough, The Bear, you'll see how they incorporate this music, I think, seamlessly and brilliantly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, um, anyhow, when you need to take a break, we have some more Bizarre file stories to share with you, so we'll do that very thing. Come back in a second with that for you. Don't forget Tattoo's Day today. Text the word tattoo to 39333. If you win before the end of the program, we'll be right back. MMR welcomes Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, August 16th and 18th at the ballpark. Listen to Preston and Steve for your chance to win free tickets. And remember, when it comes to Bruce, there's no show like a Philly show. Don't miss out. Some tickets still remain at phillies.com slash Springsteen. Bruce at the ballpark and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Just reading a little headline that said that uh, thousands of flights are uh, disrupted by the weather that came through yesterday. So if you are flying today, might want to do a double check on your uh, uh, departure time and all that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do the Bizarre File. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you by Sports and Social. Cheer on the fightings. Just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social and Live Casino. Did I hear a little coup? Or, or? Yeah, it's a okay. good place to watch a game. All they right. have massive televisions. Live Casino and Hotel Philly. You can watch the game on a 52-foot big screen with Budweiser cocktail specials, uh, cocktail specials, giveaways, memorabilia, and more. We'll start with this uh, story in Wisconsin. A teen who allegedly tossed a barrel with gasoline and diesel fuel onto a bonfire calling it causing an explosion which injured more than a dozen people was charged Thursday. Hey, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Armstrong told police that he did not realize that the barrel would do what it did and injure someone. Why didn't someone let me know? Armstrong, who's 18, faces 13 counts of injury by negligent handling of explosives or fire. Uh, he is the second person charged in the case, a 16-year-old who assisted Armstrong was prosecuted in juvenile court. According to the criminal complaint, police responded after multiple teens were admitted to a local hospital after the explosion. When police talked to Armstrong, he said he had been asking someone who lives at the house all night to throw the barrel into the fire. Throw the barrel. Finally, finally, at approximately 10.50, that person told him to just go ahead and do it. Uh, well, and I can throw the barrel. 
The complaint states after the barrel was thrown into the fire, it was approximately half a second and the fire began shooting out. Armstrong indicated he backed away from the fire pit and then went over to put the fire out that was burning one of the victims. After the fire was out, several people assaulted Armstrong. Yes, of course. You must be out of your goddamn mind. He was asked about his alcohol consumption. He stated he had consumed approximate, approximately six drinks. What was the story most recently? Was it someone throwing a keg into the fire? Oh, and that thing, yeah. Detonated? Yep. At least 17 teenagers suffered burn injuries out of the about 60 that were there for the bonfire. Wow. Don't do that. Hey, Casey, this speaks to something you were talking about not that long ago. A 35-year-old mom of two has died after drinking too much water on a hot day. Oh, jeez. Ashley Summers drank almost two liters of water in 20 minutes after feeling dehydrated. Uh, The mother from Indiana started to feel ill when celebrating July 4th with her family at the lake. She felt lightheaded and had a headache, put the symptoms down to dehydration. When the family got home, she collapsed and never regained consciousness. It can can happen. Yeah, doctors diagnosed her with water toxicity, also called uh, hyponatremia. Hyponatremia, uh, which means that there is too much water and not enough salt in the body. Uh, Devin Miller, Ashley's brother, said she felt like she couldn't get enough water. Uh, the family has spent four days at the lake, and Ashley started to feel ill on the last day. She drank two liters of water while on a boat ride, and she died from Ooh, So when I passed out on the air here years ago, uh, when I, I was taking a Lankanau, the doctor said at that time I was drinking too much water. I was wow. flushing yep. uh, my potassium out of my system. And yes, you, you, and you can get drunk on water, too. Mm-hmm. It's possible. You do have to be careful. Uh, comedian Joe Pascal has said that he is lucky to be alive after a freak moose antler accident. Ooh. Why don't you forget the moose? During his latest For a moment. tour. What happened? Uh, the comedian's show, uh, The New Normal, features a number of props, including... Antlers. Uh, describing the incident. Rantlers. Pascal said Rantlers. No, he said that he had tripped and narrowly avoiding getting stabbed in the stomach. He said it only got me in the back of the leg. Uh, he said in the act, I have a great big pair of moose antlers and they're huge things. They've got like these gigantic prongs sticking out and the gag is I have to put them on my head and I say I put too much moose on my hair. But at the end of the sounds act, like, like the act. curtains came down and all of my props are strewn all over the stage and they bring the lights down obviously and I'm starting to head out I'm starting to put all my props away and I literally tripped over the moose head and uh, he thought that he was going to impale himself right in the stomach which it very easily could have done so a moose's um, antlers there's sort of like they're, they're flat parts but around the ridge there are pointed yeah. protrusions yeah. correct yep. yeah. uh, but he added that uh, somehow he had managed to push his torso out of the way out of harm's way and twist around to his back he was uh, taken to the hospital after the moose incident. So a moose. It was a moose. Yeah, he so can't forget moose. about Can it just at all. Forget it? Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? A career fraudster who escaped from a federal prison in Colorado nearly five years ago was captured this week while moving into a $1.5 million house uh-huh. near the ocean on Florida's Gold Coast. This where he got the money legitimately? Uh, federal marshals arrested Alan Todd May when movers unloaded a U-Haul truck. I live here. I'm Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was wearing a Rolex watch at the time of the arrest and drove a high-end Mercedes. It was an anonymous tipster who led authorities to May who was living under the name 
named Jacob Turner after spotting a published photo of him at a posh fundraiser. Uh, May, who has a string of convictions going back to 1983 for bad checks, credit card abuse, theft, and fraud, was in custody in Florida awaiting extradition to Colorado. The U.S. Marshals Service has been looking for him since December of 2018 when he allegedly stole the U.S. Bureau of Prisons truck and escaped from a federal lockup in Inglewood, Colorado. At that time, he was serving a 20-year prison sentence for mail fraud over a $7 million Ponzi scheme in which prosecutors said he used the proceeds for extravagant personal expenses, including houses, cars, and plane tickets. Uh, But he didn't didn't keep a low profile. He went out and started doing this stuff again after escaping from federal prison. It's amazing. People like this can't help themselves. It's Uh like, uh, catch me if you can. It's like, uh, what's the, the, the great imposter? Same stuff. Yeah. While in federal custody, May managed to steal another $700,000 wow. by filing fraudulent documents and pilfering unclaimed oil and gas royalties that were owed to several companies. By then, he had already been on the loose for three and a half years. Do you think it's as And the much- trial to catch him had long since gone cold. It's as much the joy of the creature comforts that he's paying. What, what matters more to people like this? The thrill of pulling it off or the, the results of their nefarious deeds? I guess, I guess it's got to be both. Yeah. I, I, I guess that the ripoff is part of the excitement for them. Yeah, you know? it's got to be. Yeah. Why would you do this over and over? By the way, he is one of dozens of people who have escaped from federal prisons in the U.S. over the last few years. The Federal Bureau of Prisons has struggled with security at federal prisons across the country, with some prisons having such lax security that doors are often left unlocked. It happened here, didn't it? With the, those guys who escaped who walked out of the prison with the assistance from the inside and they were on the lamp for a while? Um... I, th- I think that was a little more elaborate than this. Right. Security cameras are broken, and officials sometimes don't notice uh, an inmate is missing for hours. But yes, Steve, they overlooked a lot of right, things right. in that particular case. You were right. Uh, May had himself a head start of twenty-eight to uh, twenty-four to twenty-eight hours before the U.S. Marshal Service <laughs> was even put on the case, and he got out of there. Crazy. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you for now. All right, we'll take a break. We'll get back in a second. Uh, we have lots of stories from uh, Music News. We'll also get to the trash and the lesson question, so hang in there. We're going to be back with it all in a moment. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. 
back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are going to ask a lesson question, and we're going to give away. Hang on a second. I'm give my lesson questions. Nick brought them over here. Uh, yeah, there we go. And we are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Bruce Springsteen in the East Street Band. <laughs> Show number one, Wednesday, August 16th at Citizens Bank Park. How about that, folks? All right. So, no, this is... Oh, the, no. Uh, nope, no. 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 This is the wrong No. Don't. Uh, no. Nick, can you ask a question? I apologize. Yeah, I don't know what I did with it, man. It's okay. What's up? Uh, all right. Uh, you want an early one or a later one? I'll let you choose for us. Um, the last few times they've been early, so let's do a later one. All right. Who originally sang the song, I Wish Our Moon Was Europa? Okay. <laughs> Who originally sang the song, I Wish Our Moon Was Europa? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard us mention that, then you should call now. Who originally sang, I Wish Our Moon Was Europa? <laughs> and we'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve's got some stories. Let's get right to them. What's going on, Steve? Well, Barbie Movie Mania has reportedly caused a huge spike in parents naming their own newborn girls after the iconic doll. Bizarrely, the number two name on the list for baby girls is Stretch Armstrong. Wow. Oh, my God. This makes sense. The Bachelorette alums, Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tartik, have said their goodbyes, calling it quits on their engagement after four years together. Tartik admits he's devastated by the split, saying Caitlin was the woman he wanted to be engaged to forever. (laughs) And finally, Mitch McConnell, one of the most powerful politicians in the world, was drowned out by calls to retire during a speech in Kentucky over the weekend. The 81-year-old Senate Majority uh, Minority Leader, excuse me, wrapped up his speech early because he had scheduled a race with a rabbit. (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, Let's see if we can get an answer to the lesson question, uh, which was... Who originally sang the song, I Wish Our Moon Was Europa? I Wish Our Moon Was Europa. 215-263. WMMR. Let's see if Eddie knows the answer to that. Hi, Eddie. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good morning to see you. All right. Who originally sang the song, I Wish Our Moon Was Europa? Uh, is it Murphy? Murphy? Murphy. No. No. Uh, sorry. The, the great tenor, Murphy? Uh, let's try Karen, see if she knows the answer. Hi, Karen. Good morning. All right, so do me a favor, Karen. Who sang originally the song, I Wish Her Moon Was Europa? Anne Murray. Anne Murray, the great. Hang on a second, Karen. You got it. Murphy. And we are going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. Uh, It's show number one, Wednesday, August 16th at Citizens Bank Park. And tickets for Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Wednesday, August 16th, Friday, August 18th at Citizens Bank Park are available at phillies.com slash Springsteen. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I got a bunch of things for you. We're going to start with this on Sunday nights. 
Metallica performed Too Far Gone in concert for the first time ever at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Footage of the second show of the North American leg of Metallica's M72 World Tour was posted by a fan online. So this is, the, the tour basically is you had to get tickets for both nights, right? It is a no-repeat weekend. Right. Featuring two completely different set lists and opening acts. Huh. Uh, the M72 World Tour features an in-the-round stage design that uh, relocates the famed Snake Pit to center stage. Um, Metallica's two-night stand at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, later this month will be live-streamed uh, to movie theaters across the globe. Now, Sarah Parker, our own Sarah, got to spend some time with uh, Kirk Hammett of Metallica. And we have the full interview at WMMR.com, but I'm going to play a couple of little snippets for you. They talk about the big stage, and here's Kirk commenting on that. I heard that the stage for your last tour can actually fit inside the yes. snake pits for the stage on yes. the start. How do you navigate that? Like, literally, do you get a little lost sometimes? I wish I got lost just sometimes. <laughs> we get lost a lot on that because it's just picture a, just like a big donut or kind of like, you know, oval with no landmarks. Wow. It, you know, the only landmark is the drum kit. And so when you're playing and you're like so focused in on your, your your instrument and on the performance the last thing you think about is where am I at on stage you know and it is, that's not something that we think about during the songs it's something we think about after the songs right. so, so a lot of times after the song you'll see you know me or James or, or, or Rob just like doing this really quick sort of trot toward our, toward uh, where our techs are and where our, all our other guitars are but you know uh, another interest, interesting thing to know about the stage is like if when you do 14 uh, revolutions around it it equals one mile <laughs> and you know I think I do that by like the 7th or 8th song uh, nice that's wild Joseph I had a chance to chat with him about the Tower Theater. We were talking about the Tower Theater not that long, and here is uh, that conversation. I got to tell you, I'll never forget that Tower Theater show on the, during the right lightning tour because it was radical. And, man, we busted the place up. I remember that show was so crazy. It was one of those shows on that tour. It's just like, wow, that Tower Theater show is something else. And we were talking about that show for, like, years afterwards. Legendary. And, and you know... This is how much of an impression it made on me because I still remember it now. You know, the building's still yeah. there. I Thank think God. Metallica should come. Uh, Thank God, maybe tear it down. Should <laughs> play there just for old times' sake. You know, that would be actually very. Well, he's not happy. He sounds talking. He about. sounds like a nice guy. That's really cool. And Sarah does a great interview. Absolutely. Now, there's another Metallica story, and apparently, uh, you're seeing some AI versions of musicians pop up from time to time. Yeah, this is AI James Hetfield. Singing War Pigs. All right, here we go. Generals gathered in their masses, just like witches at black masses. Evil minds at plot destruction, sorcerer of death's construction. In the fields of bodies burning. Wow, 
That's uh, disturbing. <laughs> yeah. If that is completely AI generated, that's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. I don't really like that. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, it sounds good, but I don't like the fact that you, Stop can, it. you can do that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, um, we'll see. Moving on, uh, shown in a photo wearing his new concert T-shirt, kisses Paul Stanley, praised Taylor Swift. He took his wife, Erin, and their two daughters. Of course. Teenager Sarah and Emily, who turns 12 this week, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, to his Swift show in Inglewood. I know. Yeah. Uh, California this is my five-year-old. Really? After raving over her performance, he thanked and wrote, uh, thanks to the staff for rolling out the red carpet for us. Uh, he wrote that uh, Swift played six concerts at Sophie Stadium, our SoFi Stadium, for a total of a half million people. And he said, I know why. Phenomenal show by a phenomenal artist. So he jumped in there, <laughs> went to the show with his 12-year-old. <laughs> okay, wow. so that's got to be what? That's got to be a newer wife, right? I assume so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just waited. The Alberta town that proudly announced itself as the home of Nickelback has removed its popular highway signs with potential safety risks cited as one reason they were taken down. Uh, since 2004, the three highway entrances to Hannah, Alberta, have boasted welcome signs stating the town of 2600 was, quote, proud to be the home of Nickelback. Why would you take that down? In May, those signs were all taken down. Danny Pavashuk, the mayor of the town, said the highway signs posed a safety concern while Nickelback fans and curious motorists stopped on the side of the road and not one of the band's hits to take a photograph of themselves with the sign. Look at that <laughs> but the removal was also prompted by a desire for the town to refurbish the signs, which were about 30 years old, while refreshing the message uh, given uh, to potential investors. changing. It's going to read, sorry about Nickelback. Uh, the feeling of the council, he said, was to keep the new sign simple and not put anyone's name on it at all. I think we actually have a, a Nickelback clip to play. Yes. Uh, Chad Kroger was losing his voice during a concert. Mm. And so he kind of gives an option to the attendees. And you can hear it here. I cannot sit here with a f***ing absolutely destroyed throat and try to make it through this show and pretend like there's nothing f***ing wrong and take your f***ing money because that is wrong. I'm having a hard time hitting notes. The doctor just jabbed me in the hip with some prednisone. And we all crossed our fingers backstage hoping this was going to work. But I cannot, in good conscience, stand up here and sing these songs. And have my voice cracking and everything sound like I just It's driving me nuts. So, I'll tell you what. I can give it my best. I can keep just trying. You can just blow the f***er out if you want to. Yeah. Hey. I'll, I'll sing the rest of the night. You want? No, these guys don't want that. But I'll, I'll, help, you out. I'll help you out, buddy. It, let's start this one over again. Yeah, I'm just going to give it all I've got. I'm yeah. just going to go until she f***ing blows. All right, so he decided to stick it out. I'm yeah. sure they sound like somebody about ready to cancel a show. So. Yeah, they did a 15-song uh, set. 
Okay. So, which is, I guess, okay, right? Yeah, that's a little shorter. You yeah. would think you'd want at least 20 or so, but wow. Uh, interesting. All right, and then one last thing. This doesn't have to do with the voice, but the ears. And I um, I bring this up because I I love Huey Lewis in the news. Yes. I, I've yeah. always loved that band. Um, and this was an article about him. And Huey Lewis fell into a deep depression after losing his hearing, revealing that he can't even hear music anymore. Oh, man. He said, it's cacophony for me. It just sounds like noise. And he surmises that's because music is harder to listen to than speech. He said, it occurs in all frequencies with harmonics and other things. And what happens when my particular hearing loss is not only is it hearing loss, but it ends distortion to the bottom end. It adds distortion to the bottom end. Uh, he's 73 years old. Uh, his hearing loss was caused by an inner ear disorder, which is called Meniere's disease. And it began actually in the right ear at the height of the group's success when he was in his late 30s. So he's dealt with this for a long, long time. So he's hearing sound. It's just his ears can't process it properly. The music is just, it it sounds like garbage to him. He can talk to you. He can hear you. But music is too garbled. Uh, He wears hearing aids and says he can't hear music anymore. Said, I was really freaked out. Adding that his ENT doctor at the time had comforted him. Uh, by listing other musicians uh, that had hearing issues. He said, Jimi Hendrix had one ear. Brian Wilson had one ear. I've had one ear, and I'm in a barbershop quartet. Van Gogh had one ear. When he said, you only need one, it was actually right. You can do pretty much anything anything with one ear. Uh, he lost his hearing in his left ear by 2017. He said it was devastating at first. I pretty much laid in bed for six months. I worried. I panicked. Um, and he realized that uh, despite losing his hearing, he still has uh, has it better than a lot of people. Uh, Lewis says that he tried different holistic treatments, chiropractors, acupuncture, nothing. changing his diet in an attempt to restore his hearing, but nothing worked. He said, I was in a real depression. I lost 20 pounds. I pretty much stayed in bed. But I have two kids. And they wouldn't stand for it, basically, and I slowly improved. He was forced to change his mindset and attitude by acknowledging that there are a lot of people out there much worse off than I am. And it's very important for me to realize that my life is not as great as it used to be, but it's still better than most. So not likely that he's going to have any sort of... Yeah, I think he's done with uh. his music career. I, that's what it sounds like anyway, which is too bad because right before they announced this, um, they were going to be coming to Atlantic City. I think yes, they were playing they were. Hard Rock, and I was going to go see them. I've never seen them. That was your first concert ever, first Casey. Concert, yeah. And I tell you what, they have great vocals. That's one thing I always loved about it. He's like, quite literally, they have a couple of songs that are just them doing a cappella. Yep. And they're fantastic vocalists, and he's a great singer. He had so done some acting. Yeah. You know, and was actually pretty good. Yeah, in uh, duets. Yeah, I wonder if that... Yeah, that's, I actually, that's a guilty pleasure movie. Yeah, is that, a, is that a possibility, you think, for him? Or I don't know. Maybe. Call him up. Let's see. We'll, we'll give him a call. Preston's on the phone. Yeah. He's in Back to the Future. Yeah, uh, yeah you're right. Just too darn loud. You guys are just too darn loud. All right, uh, and that's the last item in music news. Let's take a break. Let's come back in a second, wrap up the show, Letter of the Day, Word of the Week, when we get back. Preston and Steve for your chance to win free tickets. And remember, when it comes to Bruce, there's no show like a Philly show. Don't miss out. Some tickets still remain at phillies.com slash Springsteen. Bruce at the ballpark and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I would like to thank one person and one person only. Who? Margaret Cho. Margaret yeah. Cho. Being on our show yeah. today. She was the trooper. 
Not the other people who didn't call in, who were supposed to call in today. Tickheads. Whatever, man. Yeah. Tickheads. Yes. Yes, we were talking about tickheads earlier. That's T, not what D. What to the flying saucer guy? He didn't call. Well, we, he's going to be moved. Because I wanted to hear the flying saucer story. So did Thursday. 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 A little suspicious, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Well, there are aliens among us, apparently. Do you believe that there are aliens living among us? Have you listened between 7 and midnight? <laughs> this is true. Yeah. We have our very own. Yeah. I'm afraid, I'm afraid it's true. Right here. And I've been recently possessed myself. Okay. It happens. It happens. You can't. You, you will eventually succumb to their power. Yeah. Yeah. There's no resisting. Mm. It's mm. futile. It's futile. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, so thinking of Margaret Cho, and you can go to margaretcho.com to get tickets. She's going to be closest. She's coming to town is uh, the Red Bank uh, Theater. Not that no, far. No, I'm sorry, in Red Bank, New Jersey, at the uh, Hagensack Meridian Health Theater. Uh, and that's not till August 20th, or October 20th. <laughs> Look, I'm on fumes. Go to her damn site. Uh, yeah. All the information is there, spelled out exactly. Pierre will now give us the letter of the day, so here we Preston go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. T is in triumph. All right, very good. And we are going to give away four tickets to see the much anticipated anticipated return of The Lion King. August 25th, the Academy of Music, plus a limited edition Lion King merchandise gift bag and winners of six Tony Awards. Winning best music, including best musical tickets are available at uh, KimmelCulturalCampus.org for The Lion King. So we'll give it away on Friday. Uh, What's the haps today, man? Well, we've got a workforce box (laughs) speaking. What's the haps? I I don't know. I I thought it it sounded funny. It's it's from um, Jesus Christ. Movie called North Shore. What's Ah. that? North Shore. That's where I got it from, anyway. Okay. Well, there's in uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, there's a song, What's the Buzz? Tell Me What's a Happening. What's the Buzz? Tell Me What's a Happening. Aha. Uh-huh. They say, What's the Haps? They don't say that. Okay. But <laughs> made me think of that. Is, is, there, is there a surfing scene in that? Yeah, there is. Probably. <laughs> uh, I don't well, know. Well, he walks on Great water. Great surfing yeah, Jesus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. I'm hanging 12 apostles. Is Mercury in retrograde or something today? I feel like it, it really it, is. Yeah, the weird uh, stuff I has been happening. I don't know, and I, I hesitate to look anymore for fear I'll blame everything that goes crazy in my life, which is many things. Yeah. Do me a favor uh, and investigate Mercury. that, because I actually had a, yeah. a, a I had a multiple uh, mechanical, and I mean, I'm a tech guy. Right. I had to pull wires on everything and rewire, and uh, I had uh, other issues, you know, around the home, and I'm, I was thinking... Maybe Pierre could do a little investigating. It says uh, it's not yet. Uh, Pierre turns retrograde on Wednesday the 23rd, so we're a little ahead of time. Sometimes the advance effects creep in before. My cable is out uh, from the storm, and I can't reset my cable box. Mm -hmm. I pressed all these buttons and I unplugged my neighbor, my elderly neighbor's cable is out. She said, you've got to help me. And I go, you're asking the wrong guy. Yeah. yeah. But I went up and I looked at it and that's all I could do. Yeah, that's cable all right. Yeah, that's cable <laughs> and it's not working. Uh, but I, I don't know, I don't know who to call. Ghostbusters? Uh, yeah. Anyway. Mercury uh, is in pre-trograde. It's right in now. pre-trograde. Yeah. Pre-trograde. It's, anyway, it's on my program today we'll have a workforce blocks of Triumph, speaking of uh, for Scott Stepp's birthday, we've got Creed, and we've got U2 for the Edge's birthday. And on vinyl, I just uh, went down to Main Street Music and uh, got me The Gur Live. Oh, 
which is the Rolling Stones 50th anniversary wow. tour live. Um, and it's magnificent. And this particular um, uh, set, isn't that a great photo of the four of them? God, I love that photo of Keith and Charlie and Mick and Ronnie. Anyway, you can't see it on the radio, but trust me, it's a great photo. Um, and on this is the um, uh, version of Gimme Shelter with Lady Gaga and uh, the version of um, another song with Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I can't think of what it is. Right now. Uh, so that's very cool. And I'm going to play it on vinyl today. Nice. Yeah. So do you, cool. When you play music at home, are you predominantly vinyl? Uh, no, I I tend to do CD for for quickness, um, but um, I prefer vinyl. Okay, um, so there it is. There it is. So that is going to be a nice double shot on this double shot Tuesday. Awesome, man. Uh, well, it's not Tumble only double dice. Oh, and what? Tumble and dice. Tumble and dice. That's it's the song. Uh, not only uh, double shot Tuesday, it's also tattoo Tuesday, so we're going to give away. Our prize today and our winner of a three hundred fifty dollars gift certificate for the World Tattoo and Piercing is Katie Pinjack yeah! from Pottstown. Congratulations, Katie! To set you up with this. Don't forget Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, seventeen twenty nine South Street in Philadelphia. For artwork samples, you can visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. I would like to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan. Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Wilmington University. Find your education home at Wilmington University. Wilm U. Dot edu tomorrow a Wednesday we'll do Fox Good Day we'll do the secret text word and love talking to this guy Ryan Avery of Screen Crush yes which is a wonderful channel on YouTube that handles all kinds of Easter eggs and plot points and all kinds of things about movies that you may have missed and shows too that's it we're done rage on have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow gang bye bye. The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp.